welcome. We're going to do a reaction stream to the interview from Oz and uh, CCP Ritati. They talked about some financial and game design things that uh, would relate to a lot of players um, current thinking about scarcity and abundancy of materials uh, and underpinning the economy in EVE Online. So we're here with our buddy Caleb. How's it going? Hey guys. Let's make sure uh, all the sound is on and nobody's muted. That's a start. So uh, we're just finishing uh, watching it. I think it's wrapping up. If it hasn't wrapped up already, I'll have a look. I think it just has. Yeah, they did a few uh, uh, last chance uh, comments and uh, and questions and back and forth. All but, right, what's uh, your what's your primary reaction? I think I would actually prefer if the, some of the other uh, people in the room actually gave some of theirs. So I, I, so you don't influence the not, room. It's, yeah, I don't want to influence, right. and I and I and I want to know if I'm completely off in how I feel about it. All right. Well, who do we have in here? Raya, uh, Spaz. I should put up a list of who's actually in here so people can see some names. Uh, just once, hold, hold the phone for one second. Boo. Oh, and look at that. Somebody jumped on camera with us. <clears throat> All right. Your, your face is a pass. I mean, uh, it passes the threshold, not, uh, not swipe pass. Mean? Not swipe pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any of you guys in this uh, public room at Talking in Stations have a reaction to the stream that we just saw? Any thoughts? My initial thought is I really didn't learn a great deal new. It was, uh, you know, they've got some plans, things are going on, but I didn't, nothing earth shattering. Well, we know that Rorkel is going to become, uh, go back to its previous role as a boosting ship as opposed to a solo mining ship. Uh, same with Orca kind of command industrial ships, which they kind of should have been the whole time. I think it's on the box. Isn't that what they're called? It, it has been forever, uh, but just a recent incarnation turned them into mining platforms. Yeah. Well, right. yeah, more than platforms, they were actually available to solo mine. Yeah, they made them uh, scale to the point where now they're, they, uh, well, they in, initially they were completely overpowered, right? um the both yield wise and the fact that these things are so difficult to kill right so you basically got an unkillable uh mining platform well they were underpowered originally right like long long time ago when they were off uh off-grid boosts oh yeah, yeah. yeah but the, the change in Aurora was also due to moon changes because you in the past you didn't need a mining ship to mine a moon apostate right. for you once that was removed you had to replace that what mines the moon Oh, now we have a Oracle. Oracles can do this new function. Yeah, and this is this is what I mean when I've often said that this is about creep, right? It's it's design creep and and lack of of uh, of, of rolling back and, and and doing iterations that are now basically uh, no longer relevant, right? So so if you looked at at things like the discussion of self sufficiency, things like discussion of active mining, things like putting actual. Uh, moons out there that you mine with moon structures instead all of these things if you look at these things if you gave each team one of these roles these are the solutions you would get but no one has actually uh taken the time to look at how team a b c d e f g actually affect each other and this is how you got to what we got right 
All right. Other reactions from people? First reactions, first impressions, uh, important points that came up. And then we'll go through some of the material and what you guys think, particularly. It was nice to get confirmation that the ESS keys will come from content and not any sort of shop mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Massive troll. <laughs> I know. Oh that from being a disaster. It's just, you know, our disaster. I was uh, a little offended by that because... I was like, aren't markets uh, is an industry content? Like, why isn't? No, no, Matterall, that stuff is not content <clears throat> anymore. No? Markets is not content anymore. It's been killed. <clears throat> Meta markets are not content anymore. It's been killed. Industry is not really content anymore. It's kind of been killed. Uh, um, group organized mining uh, is not really content anymore. It's been shifted into... Uh, a few uh, individuals with their multiple accounts, and that's just the nature of the yeah, game. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Uh, I told it, you, it is, you have a crap ton of orcas, and that's typically the way to go, but time's ticking on that by the sounds of it. I think well, I've made a really... I'll go ahead and wrong. Well, just a snobbery of content being... Uh, it, it still rings that bell for me of, like, content's the only thing that matters. Content is what you do in the game, and then it's usually used as uh, under, otherwise known as outside uh, undocking and pew-pew-pewing uh, somewhere most of the time, with a little bit of exploration maybe or, you know, stuff. But when they talk about content... Way too, yeah, I think you guys you are reading content. way too much That's into, me. That's, that's just me. That's just me reading yeah. into that. It's not everything. You guys are reading way too much into a sentence that literally just meant they won't be on the Plex store. Like... Right. I'm talking about shorthand, and that's why I'm triggered. And it's it's just me. It's just emotional. But go ahead. Yeah, he he means content as in stuff, just general stuff. Yeah, just... I think Oz made a really good point for industry for new players in Eve being so complex and so challenging and so unrewarding, right? Because like his example, if you wanted to build a rifter, you'd have to get a rifter BPO BPC. You have to get all the gun BPO BPCs. You have to understand how you'd want to fit your rifter. Like industry in Eve is not beginner friendly or beginner accessible at all it used to be i'm just going to say that uh, again i'm going to go back to the thing that i always mention on any topic like this the fact that they actually gave us infinite industry slot means that there is no value in building any low-end stuff or further down the pipe with lower margin of profit for the higher margin of profit builders this is just not a thing anymore you can't offer yourself as a bulk builder uh, of tech one for a tech two producer because he's just going to do it as himself with an alt you're saying there's no opportunity cost with slots anymore exactly <laughs> it's like zero there is no value on slots anymore there's no value in space anymore because no slots get f get filled anywhere so one thing is that they removed uh um well basically they put the queuing system on it to solve the in extreme high cost of uh, and value of slots that was understandable but when they gave us infinite slots, you pretty much removed the entire value of geography when it comes to actually producing stuff. It one of the, easier there. One thing he said, I, I got the sense from this, when we talked as players about famine or poverty, whatever terminology from whatever show, it's always discussed as a phase. I got the sense from him that it's not really a phase, it's the new normal. And that now that he's been doing very small tweaks to the economy, did anyone get this? Yeah, that, and that kind of makes sense. But the whole, 
my reaction to this whole thing was that it was extremely vague and non-committal. Um, there was not even any like grand philosophy things. It, it's not like uh, the initial one that scarcity breed uh, wars. It's like we, we didn't get any uh, anything that we can actually use for anything or expect that some things will get fixed or not or in what direction. Um, I got almost way more worried because I don't feel like this is encouraging when it comes to how much of a grasp they have on where they want to take the game. Of course, you shouldn't spill the beans and give us too much information that we can then sit and speculate on. Of course, that's that would be bad. At least that's one of the things that Matterall hates a lot. But if we don't have any clue on what t- things they are going to focus on, I just mentioned infinite slots and how it it is completely detrimental to the structure uh, design that you don't have these valuable limitations on them. If if they don't have limits, they don't have value. If you have infinite supply, you have zero uh, de- uh, price finding, right? That regardless of demand, you, it, it would always end up in, in no price. It doesn't cost anything if it's infinite. There was a couple of, uh, I think we, when we talked to Mike about that uh, a while back, one of the things he brought up was, yeah, if you went ahead and made uh, definitive slot limits, well, I'll just anchor a bunch more structures. So that has to be molded with, uh, you know, tying certain structure types to certain systems or some other mechanism. Otherwise, we're just going to end up with a billion more structures out there. But it's not that difficult. It's about it's it's not so much uh, uh, about that hard limit because it's more about okay. We used to have a queuing system. The queuing system was actually quite good. Um, it didn't solve all our problems, and it of course didn't give us the ability to rent to each other. So it was not an, an a final solution of any sort, right? But the point is, you can easily say how many how many structures are uh, in space right now of a certain type. How much is the average uh, bills uh, in hours used? So the the utility. All these things are easy to crunch. So they could easily come up with a model that says an extra large needs uh, to have a maximum of let's say two hundred and fifty slots. Um, uh, a large is a hundred, and uh, a medium is fifty. And then if it becomes a problem, they can put the queuing system back on it. It's not like it's a problem. We just need something that makes it so that not everyone can make everything in 1DQ or G to 4.4. I agree with that. However, I haven't seen a completely elegant solution. I mean, we're, we're all here pretty good at pointing our finger and saying this is broke. But a comprehensive solutions are really kind of tough right now because there's so many moving parts we have to take into account but it's not it's really about how much do you need something right uh, i i remember way back in the day and i was screaming about this for i think it was almost 10 years that the pricing mechanism the algorithm that was used for office rental was completely ineffective it didn't do anything slots uh, for offices in gta 4.4 was always completely full there was no chance at all to get an office because the the speed with which the the price increased was just too slow it never reached the point where anyone wanted to cancel it was just an, a, a non-issue office cost don't care it's too cheap right i begged them for years to make that algorithm way more aggressive and they tried to tweak it once it didn't work because it was not enough 
then they went completely overboard and it actually works. It, if you look at it now, it works. There has always been at least one or two office slots available in Gita 4.4 ever since they changed that mechanism because supply and demand works. And, 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 and I'm saying, yes, this feels radical that an office slot in Gita right now is about almost 2 billion, I think. But if you don't, if you don't, if you can't afford it, you should not have real estate in downtown, downtown Manhattan. It's just not some entitlement. You're not entitled to office slots in Gita 4.4. Why is it not the same with everything else? Why is it not the same with uh, having access to offices in, say, the TTC, right? I, I, I don't see why there's something that could break the game if, if the limitation is too hard, because that will bring price. Right then, the cost actually starts appearing. If if the cost appears, there's actual ways of competing. There is no competition if there is no cost. <clears throat> All right, let's let's go through some of the answers that Ritati gave, and then uh, if we have any input, we we can have no input. And I'm asking the whole room here. So if you guys don't have anything, we'll just move on. Well, the first well, me- what I, I would just like to, to to point out something that I said to Nick yesterday. Okay. Everything in the initial EVE online was designed to have these interesting effects and negative feedbacks, right? And I was trying to explain how you have the different mineral types were basically designed. So when when you're working in space, you have these convenient big uh, roids, right? That makes it very easy and actually more cost effective to mine uh, pyrite and titanium. I, I could show you on an, uh, on actual math that when I was parked in space, I made more money per hour mining tritanium and pyrite than anyone I knew that was chasing around after the bling bling like uh, some magpie. Because this is just uh, opportunity cost on time, right? Um, and because you had that, that means you have this, this the people that are chasing the high end, and, and yes, they are getting more nominal value, they're just spending more time on it. Then you had the... Uh, the other way around when we didn't talk about shipping it right when i'm sh- shipping an entire uh well back then it was uh, not freighters because they didn't really exist right it was industrial ships but that's not an interesting target for a pvp but if you have even a medium-sized ship with the high-end ore because it's so high in is per cubic meter that's a valid target so you have these the, these counter balance points where it is m- it is more risky to, to mine the, the, no, to transport the high end and expensive ore, but it's almost safer to mine it. And it's the other way around when you have to park at the big roids. You have these designs that was thought into the system, and none of this continued in the ideology and philosophy of design from CCP. All right. So there was a big change in design philosophy. Uh, and let's go to the first. Question that was asked, not the first question that was asked, but the first like meaningful answer that was given about something you might care about. And the question was, uh, this is from Oz on his show, scarcity and redistribution, basically where was it uh, as far as satisfaction? And the answer was, I'm content with how it is going. There are a lot of systems that were uh, bad uh, a year, year and a half ago. Um, it, he cites capital pr- proliferation. And um, all the bad things that that brought, basically scaring away your enemy because you had just too much uh, hardware, too many big ships uh, to it. You can intimidate people out of fights and that sort of stuff. And it was just an astonishingly bad 
situation. He said there were hundreds of Titans in Eve. And then at some point it blew into not a few thousand, but many thousands of Titans. Uh, so that was but what he's wrong about is he said that, that this was not predicted. That's just not true. It was not just, uh, it was not. It was not. It was. It, it wasn't even just a little bit Did predicted. We knew from the beginning, right? He, he said that, and 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 we knew. Um, even when they started to tick up to in the hundreds, this was very much known that this is going to get explosive, and this was one of the reasons why some, in my opinion, stupid suggestions came up with um, like tokens. So there was a hard limit to how many titans could actually be in the game ever. Like course, was, right? Think, Course. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but a limited course. So, so not not just course you had to buy. No, no, these were actually course that were, were I generated that was by. Your hero Soundwave suggestion. It was here. He is a hero <laughs> with the exception of two things. There's <laughs> That's two one things of them. I will never. Pi ever is the other one. I bet. Exactly. <laughs> Pi is the other one. I will never forgive him for for those two. The first one was his blunder. It is exactly the same as when when Quant talked about ticks and. Yeah, there's been many of those uh, foot in mouth things and banning leaders and CEOs for something that their foot soldiers are doing illegally. You can't do that. It's just, just but, dumb. All right. So that was his answer. You guys have any thoughts on that? You guys like where uh, the abundance is has gone? Do you like uh, the uh, the opposite of abundance? Um, I'm I'm personally I'm completely on the opposite side of abundance. Um, you know the Titan super proliferation that he was referring to is is just the dramatic example of how out of control it's gotten, um, and and you look at systems with I mean the whole idea of when the structures came out that if you're really good your alliance might be able to build a keep star, and you look at it now and it's like they're they're throwaways almost, right. Your um, what's your gameplay there, Nick? Is it it's small um, small group? Now, nowadays, uh, yeah. Nowadays, I'm I'm back in high sec, uh, definitely relegated to the small time industrialist. Uh, you know, occasionally shoot, shoot something in the oh, face, right. but not You've very often. You've been through often. that whole null sec arc of being a warrior in space and all that. Three times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Lost absolutely everything three times, so I'm rebuilding for the fourth. Nice. Thing power, that's what I call that. Anybody else have thoughts on abundancy and where it's at now? Is it? I mean, there's some problems on the low end right now, especially with, like, asteroid belts not spawning in every system at this point, and, like, ice belts not always spawning. So... I understand that, you know, we nerfed all the big mining anomalies and make it so you can only get so much resources out of certain systems. But you go to a lot of systems now and they have empty uh, asteroid belts because they don't spawn at this point. I've seen quite a few, you know, the respawn rate. I don't know if it's any lower or slower on regular asteroid belts. Ice, I have noticed, and I have no empirical data, just my observation Definitely seems to be tougher to get a hold of in high and low sec. Um, you know, just the, the quantity doesn't seem to be as much. That alone, obviously, is going to help, uh, you know, less fuel blocks, less structures. On the ice thing, they did, it was a noted thing that they were reducing the spawn rate. I don't remember the exact details of it, but it's intentionally reduced. Well, after downtime, some ice belt systems don't spawn any ice belts at all. And they'll be empty for a yeah, day or two. That's by design. Yeah, we we knew that was coming because uh, 
if you look in the agency, you can basically see where they all spawn at when it's out. Um, I don't think they're still under the four hour respawn, but whatever their timer is, it's going to be somewhere constellation or region. It may not be in the same system. Yeah. The problem is still back to, to the original design, right? CCP needs to start thinking of, of this from a, an ecosystem and biology point of view way more because that was originally in the design, right? The fact that they have they have basically improved and boosted uh, and buffed every uh, tool when it comes to mining over many decades now, that means that in the beginning you had this design where the the asteroid belts and the size and the size of the tools and the speed of the tools means that there was two types of well there was three there was there was grazers that spend a lot of time to get very little energy right that's your that's your low end stuff that's your cows just munching away then you had your your um uh hunters and gatherers almost right that took the mid range stuff that 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 tried to get those uh, isogen, mexilon, and nox yielding things, right? And then you had your actual fruit pickers that just ran in there and took what they needed and then buggered off, right? There's very different potential mortality rates for these three types of uh, of prey, right? It is a lot easier to go in and kill a cow, but usually these cows are then in groups, and we're back to the if suddenly it just becomes this giant cow, so you basically have an elephant instead of cows, then you're going to need a lot of lions if you're going to take down an elephant, right? Whereas in the old system, you brought a lot of lions to make sure that the fact that there was a lot of cows, you can get one or two of them, and then you get your prize. It's these predator-prey models that CCP needs to start thinking about again, because these things were in the initial design. But when you're suddenly numbing uh, per cycle 10 times or 20 times what the original uh, mining capabilities were, your game is broken. Okay. Are you talking about Animal Crossing or Eve? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got this. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Do you remember how old Locked of Volterra is? Yeah. Are they back? <laughs> no, but that, that whole equation is actually predator-prey dynamics. <clears throat> that, is, that, that is what that is about. Okay. Um, on the... So on the scarcity subject, I was yeah. going to take a different view. Because um, in one way, yes, it's a huge pain in the ass. Like, there's nothing quite like whooping to a belt and seeing the NPCs have eaten everything and there's literally nothing left for you. But maybe it's masochistic, but I've been taking a bit of enjoyment in the challenge, you know. You're trying to build something and you haven't got Loxium, you haven't got Isogen, you haven't got this, you haven't got that, so you have to now organize you and your buddies to go out and raid the right place to get it. And yeah, that's a whole load of um, steps and struggle that you didn't have before. But is that not content? Is that not gameplay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let me uh, piggyback on that because some of the most fun, right? We're in agreement. Uh, <laughs> the the most fun, uh, the most painful fun I had in Eve Online was uh, in Stain, which is a terrible place. It's like Hal in Eve. You go there if you're a bad pilot, and you just suffer. Um, and I, we were starving as we were trying to take over space in a nearby system. And I tell, I've told this story before, but we were literally cannibalizing every wreck. We were fighting over wrecks to pull equipment out like reavers, you know, to, for our ships, because we didn't have a market and going to the market was always death. 
So we essentially had to like just live off what we killed and we had to fight over the food or the whatever the carcass was. And if one of our own guys died, there was no guarantee you'd get your stuff back because people would just pillage you that were your friends. And <laughs> it was a friends. horrible but amazing time. The adrenaline was real. So the idea of suffering makes you creative. It also creates bonding experiences. The problem happens when you're suffering and everybody else is not. That's why we hate bots and that's why we hated abundancy. If everybody's well, and, suffering, and, it's just creative. And since you're mentioning bots, I have to again give an example of things where the original designs have been completely uh, undermined, right? We, we, us we usually talk about the thing of all the problems with the age of gun mining. Well, the age of gun mining was not a problem because of the way that items were made when it came to composition and recycle value and stuff like that. On the contrary, the, the numbers and the designs were actually based on the whole ecosystem ideology of EVE Online. So, so, so it, it, it worked, except the fact that players figured out how to do these abusive ways of farming the actual rats right and when they did that they could pretty much do they could they got the equivalent of um a very light version of anomalies right because what you did was you were basically really effectively chaining rats so you kept the trigger thing and then you just kept them respawning forever and at the end of this you just had a field that was just massive so you basically had infinite resources yeah. back with gun mining so that was a problem also because yeah. then you had the added benefit of, well, now these things are actually naturally compressed. So they're better than all. Right. And then we started down the whole arms race of uh, compression mechanics and, and calculating whether or not something was, was worth refining at the location or shipping uh, as an exports good. So there was just so many things that went wrong. But this was not because of the composites of the item. So something like tyricide and removing minerals from pretty much every drop, all these things are basically undermining the fundamental economy of what is common and what is rare, which then breaks the loot tables, which then breaks the whole imports-export stuff. And then they removed the ability to have utility on meta modules, so you couldn't use them in invention anymore. So they also flattened that. So you just they just they just kept dumbing well. It's not fair to dumb it down. They just made it more streamlined and, and solved problems that then caused more problems. So, so why are you telling me all this? Like, what are, because they like, need to go back. What's your point? They simply need to go back and look at what was the intent of the original design from an ecosystem and economy uh, perspective, and why was it done like that? And all the things that they have fixed in ways that break something else. The best example was when we just talked about industry slots. Because it was a problem, right? We had the exact opposite. We had, we had something that was akin to a worse famine or scarcity of industry slots than the current uh, mineral scarcity. That was how horrible it was. Getting a research slot or getting a building slot in a meaningful place was pretty much impossible. But the solution was infinity. Mm -hmm. That's going the other way. This might be a longer conversation about convenience in games. Because it sounds like your complaint is every time they try to make the game more convenient, they make it worse. Well, not really, because many things should be convenient, I think. It's just that they solved uh, very hard conveniency problems with a uh, very hard either abundance problem or the other way around, where they're basically shutting something off. 
Right. Stocktis is, a, Stocktis is basically a, a massively uh, a convenience benefit, right? Even if they had had limited slots, because you can sell them to each other. And if you need more infrastructure, you can expand stuff in your system. And you don't have to uh, use NPC slots because you, uh, when, when you use NPC, you should really have the requirements of things like standing, at least you used to. But they didn't really do anything like that. <clears throat> Okay, so what he says, uh, this is uh, CCP Ratati there at the end, is that there's one more big change coming soon. It's not a bad change, but it's drastic. It's going to change the landscape for many. What do you guys think it is? Is this the one that um, we've been told that Caleb won't like? <laughs> well, he doesn't like many changes unless they're... That's not true. He likes changes. Uh, what do you guys think it is? Like... <laughs> I can't remember where or how or when, but I know I've heard implications of a hint of a legend of a rumor of it being <laughs> market related. Well, it's going to affect I a just, lot I, of I know I've smelt that somewhere. And who, who is not affected by the market ultimately? Right. Or something, it's not necessarily the market, but contracts, something in that remit of things. All right. So, do, 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 do you think uh, someone uh, has actually been appointed to create futures so uh, we can retroactively uh, fix uh, Hilma's articles? <laughs> so he's, he's thinking that will age well. <laughs> he's talking about <laughs> something not in the game, hoping that developers make it so it's in the game. So in six months, that article will actually be accurate. Well, I think I think it sounds to me like they might actually not be putting this where I would want it, which is on the moon mining. Um, it sounds like they're going to put it maybe somewhere in um, like uh, multipliers and, uh, and and system buffs or something like that. Maybe even uh, modules that uh, go into space. Uh, it, it sounds like it might be agency like that. So you kind of change the con con consistency of your space, which I think, again, is... Uh, would be really bad because then it just becomes one of those horrible things like industry indexes and and ADMs, which basically do the exact opposite of what they should do. I mean, CCP has been hinting for years that you're going to be able to like control the weather in your nullsec space, right? No, yeah, weather control. I, I haven't heard that. Uh, I've heard weather, but not control. Maybe it, it was part of the cycles. They always they always they keep on mentioning there needs to be an ecosystem. And then you need to be able to master your ecosystem. It was one of the one of the presentations they had in Vegas when they had the Las Vegas. Oh, I think to to I think it's to survive it so that the weather doesn't affect you as much as it affects everybody else in the area. That sort of a thing, maybe. Because they were talking that in terms of cloak, you know, a cloak maybe, ship, yeah. um, you'd be able to I don't know, maybe that's what it was. I think when they talked in terms of being able to control the environment, they were talking about pollution. And the consequences yeah. of polluting your area would mean that you couldn't get as much out of it. Therefore, you would want to go and pollute somebody else's area, put the byproducts there. Yeah, and, 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 and again, pollution is actually one of those things that we've had in the game in the past. It just, it was, it, it, it looked like they really wanted to do something with it, but they never got around to actually doing it. Because we had these things like trash, right? We had these things like... Uh, um, uh, radioactive uh, uh, waste and things like that. These things existed. It just they didn't do anything. Um, and I'm pretty sure that, that they had hopes that at some point they could maybe do something with these items. 
the amount of things that CCP have in this game that looked like it was intended for something that then never actually appeared. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a big number. All right. Should we move on to another one? You got anything else on abundancy and where it's at, where it should have been? Can we just say, like as uh, Nick was saying earlier, and probably CCP Ritati saw this in the stats, that having hundreds of Titans die and not having it destroy a war, like, you know, make that completely fall apart, was a sign of just how broken abundancy was when it was here. Yeah, well... My takeaway is that, that that he didn't double down on the fact that we're not really... Everyone is, is doing a little bit of an impersonation of Chicken Little these days and, and screaming the sky is falling. I think the, the effects of the war uh, means that the, the data that we're getting is not really representing what the changes have actually done. Because we've not really worked in an environment with these changes where we were at peace, right? So I don't think uh, you can say that that it's as bad as people claim. And and I think Ritati didn't want to really comment on it because he knows that the data right now doesn't really say anything. Because at least when it comes to things like mining, the mining numbers are just massively down, right? Well, they said they were going to fix mining. There was going to be some adjustments to mining. I think that's when the Roracle... And the Orca came up in conversation about fixing those as but, boosters. Yeah, and that's more about mortality, right? That's that's about mortality rates and the fact that the Rorquals and it Orcas sounded like they were going to move, move them into uh, a boosting role. So yeah. maybe because that will bring more ships out in the fields, right? Again, this is back to getting cows to actually be herds again. Well, it also raise APM for mining because you have to pay a lot more attention to your mining barges than you do. A rope that you see John on Spud Rock for twenty minutes, right? You got to be moving your ore back and forth. There's a lot. There's a lot more to do. Yeah. And what, what does do? that do to the mineral price index? If if a, most of the mining right now is orca mining in high sec, and they remove that as a role and it goes to active ships, what do we actually see in terms of mineral price index? Will it continue to skyrocket? No, it it will uh, slow down, but still uh, increase um, because until we get the population of workers back, so the man hours and the actual cycles back in space, which I think will take some time because we lost a lot of them and a lot, uh, a lot of the universe was fed by uh, multi-boxing and automation instead of... But that's what it is now. If, if you have a person that's running 10, 12 workers, how many hulks can they run at the same time Once, if workers lose their mining ability? But you probably would... go down to one or two orcas and then like five to ten mining barges, and that would probably near the limit of what a person can do by themselves. And that will pressure the, the, the yield, and it will increase the mortality rate. So there's going to be a lot more soft targets in space again, so hunting will actually be meaningful again. Well, also, after they, after they change bar, uh, the orca and the roca back into a boosting ship, they're going to reintroduce more minerals back into the market, right? Because they drastically reduced the size of asteroids in the market to like stop all this. So once they once they fix this balance between barges and command ships, they're going to they're going to need to reintroduce volume of minerals to the environment. Yeah, and I think one of the important things that I would do, maybe not in an instant, but at least slowly, is slowly try to turn down the yield per cycle, but turn up the size of uh, of the actual available minerals in space because 
I'm I've always been of the uh, of the opinion that the the limitation should should be in stages, right? It and and you want these things to be in space as long as possible. This is also why the 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 worst change they ever did to the game, and I don't think they understand how big it was, is making it possible for freighters to actually scoop stuff from space. Because back in the day when you didn't have that. You could not use these things uh, to take big hauls of, uh, uh, say, compressed ore or things like change. that. That was a huge change, and it didn't. Nobody really talked about it much. It was it was a game changer for hauling ore. Um, Basically, the, 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 the way to 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 maybe get into the the middle ground would be to say that that big ships with the big hauls can only scoop actual player built containers right uh that would be fair so when they drop that's fine but when it's when it's cans in space that is the same as 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 trying to suck uh gas uh pick up gas it's like you should not be able to do that that was the 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 role of of the smaller uh ships which meant that there was like five ten people working with yeah. uh, haulers, uh, and then this has just been replaced by one freighter. It took, it took away, it took away a job, right? Uh, yeah. There used to be a guy that would haul, and and that was a thing that somebody could do with not a lot of training and even not a lot of practice. It literally just all the stuff sit out there with the miners, and it was what noobs did, right? Yeah, they they were first them. introduced to doing uh, things like hauling, and then they might be put on, say, a scouting group that. Uh, went from belt to belt and both cleaned out some of the stupid NPCs if they were being uh, a little bit of a problem. Mm -hmm. And they potentially scouted for players that could uh, come in and harass or were already in those belts working, right? Mm -hmm. So there was just a whole other, a whole different ecosystem when it comes to behavior. And this was removed with one change, making the freighter capable of scooping in space. Right. All right. So the other thing that... Um... Ratani said was, uh, where is that? Given the question like, you know, where would you rate the economy now from A to B or something? Yeah, he said, uh, Oz said that he was not expecting to see the, the, the carrot or the, 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 the end of the famine period until it was uh, in the health area of uh, being rated A or even triple A. Um, Again, I, I won't agree with that because no, I think no, that would sorry. be a mistake. Yeah, yeah, you got it wrong. So um, Ratari says it's about a D right now, or it's a C. It's a C, a and, 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 he, and, Oz, and Oz said and then... uh, he did not expect well, it until it was A or AAA. I, I, yeah. I completely said was, was what was said on that show. <laughs> yeah, but then Ratari countered that and said, no, no, it doesn't have to be at an A before we start introducing that. Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah. the same uh, reply. That that's what I mean. I, I would not hope that that the famine continues, and I don't think it does. So he confirmed we are going to get some of these things put back in before it starts hurting even more. But again, it sounds like it's so far out in the future that I'm a little bit worried of on what side of the war it's going to land. Because I think it almost needs to come before the war ends. Otherwise, we might be in trouble. I guess it's something else about not using a sledgehammer, but using a scalpel. Um, what do you guys think of that analogy? And, and what do you think he meant? 
I hope you well, mean some of the changes have been very sledgehammering, haven't they? Yeah, they have. <laughs> well, I, think, I kind of feel like I've been smacked by one or twice at this point. I think a blackout kind of scenario would be a sledgehammer, and uh, everything since has been scalpel. So you you mess with the Sino, you don't mess with the ability to see local. Well, remember them removing all the ore from the ore anomalies with a stealth patch. It was not an announced. Uh, it wasn't in the patch notes. Just this one day we logged in, and ore anomalies have drastically less minerals in them. Well, and, and and let's be fair. When 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 I thought that they were bringing uh, scarcity, I, I thought that they were r- r- turning down the availability. I didn't think that they were going to completely make it massively exclusive in different uh, uh, areas at this at this level. <laughs> and I definitely didn't think that they were going to nerf it to the point that they did. Um, I, I I've been asking for scarcity because I I know that it's needed. But they pre- pretty much brought famine. Right? They, this was a famine. Um, you can see this on uh, how difficult it is for the organizations to actually uh, supply their stuff. Real quick, I want to thank Oz for having the interview. This is a reaction stream to the interview that Oz had. Welcome uh, to you Oz fans that just joined us. We're going through some of the questions that were asked, and uh, we have an open hall here at Talking In Station, so you're welcome to join us in our public channel. I uh, I got the impression that the the ore changes were the sledgehammer, and then that they have identified they've added the dynamic like the dynamic bounty system. I think is the scalpel he was talking about. The fact that they can just slowly adjust one little number to to change the percentages. Uh, I read something recently that they found the actual code that uh, governs asteroid belt uh, respawning. Two years ago. Was that two years ago? Yeah. Two so years I think, ago. So I think they're going to be able to use that with the dynamic bounty system and be able to do, you know, to slowly adjust minerals and ores uh, in a dynamic way. And the problem in EVE is that everything is tied to everything. So when you just mentioned the fact that they found the ore code and how it actually uh, respawns and all that stuff and how it, it ties into downtime, then you start having. Uh, the requirement of discussing downtime, right? Because if it's tied to downtime, do they then take it out and no longer tie it to downtime at all? And then make it something that is over time a little bit like anomalies? Um, Or do they still leave it so there's some sort of change or benefit from the other side of downtime? And what about the fact that they have promised that at some point they could almost get rid of downtime completely? And I have mentioned that I think we should have a different time increment because... The fact that it's at the same time every day means that people can actually game it and abuse it from a time zone perspective. And then you start talking about, well, are you gaming it to get access to roids or are you gaming it to uh, actually uh, abuse, uh, well, basically the gong when you're talking about structure bashing? There's so many things that tie into each other when you're talking Eve, right? Because if they make one change, like say, if it was a three day between each downtime, can you imagine doing doing structure fights? It's like, oh my god, what big fights can actually last three days? I saw a suggestion that uh, tip for dealing with how super capital ships uh, get, get typically get moved just before downtime. If you need to be sneaky, do have downtime be a random point at, during some window of fifteen minutes or so. 
Well, that's again because you 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 kind of have that gong thing to help you if you get caught, right? Yes, it's a similar idea. Yeah, and this is why all these things always tie into each other. This is the horror of being a CCP dev, and this is why I don't like poo-pooing on them and calling them them complete idiots. Because again, when you're sitting with one thing, you might overlook or forget that oh, this actually, if I pull this string, it actually does this, and Oh, if I if if I do this code thing that changes standing, all the fucking pauses in the universe is going to be potentially shooting at themselves. Uh, they... All right, uh, CCP signal in the audience there says uh, nobody found the or code. It's a myth. There is no spoon. On that topic, does anybody actually know for reals, hundred percent true? How on earth do belts work? Because it's one of those things that is shrouded with mystery and nobody really has ever written anything that I can find, at least, of how do they respawn. I thought they used to respawn... Uh, they respawn at downtime. At downtime. But, yeah. but yes, but no. They respawn a bit. But what defines a bit? How it was harvested. What was in it before. So last downtime. Mm. And what's in it when downtime hit. Hits and then it comes back. It's basically some sort of replenishing me mechanism. There was a few articles that tried to actually reverse engineer it back in the day, but I don't think anyone's actually come up with the correct numbers. Hmm. Okay, so something else here. Um, oh yeah, so Sawyer eighty three says it's based on how much was mined. So maybe that's along the right lines, or maybe it's a children of light <laughs> mystery that nobody will ever figure out. <laughs> Spot, you it, might it actually is... be able to figure it out because I think I think someone said that it was similar to those uh, algorithms with the flowers, with how they are next to each other and how they mix and how if there's space, then it creates a flower, but it's going to be sized on right. the ones that are next to it. I think it's one of those weird algorithms because those things were very popular back in the day when the game was designed. CCP signal, uh, I don't know if it's definitive. It's ambiguous enough to be definitive. <laughs> Uh, it's just a replenishing <laughs> mechanism at downtime. So, so I would I would guess it's probably just a case of X percent of the total cap of that belt is added per downtime. And if you mine some of that, you mine some of that. It doesn't doesn't necessarily affect it in that sense. Yeah. All right. So the reason why I don't I don't accept is just because people have been trying to reverse engineer it since forever, and no one has been able to figure it out. So I don't think it's like a I said, children easy of light's or not just. figured out yet either. Yeah, that's time. true. That's true. But but when it comes to someone that can optimize their spreadsheet and their mining capability, trust me, the incentive is big. <laughs> Are you pitting RP nerds against mining nerds? Uh, that's not even a battle. If you're talking about the 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 degree of depth that then someone will go through, and you pit a law nerd against an Excel sheet warrior, the Excel warrior wins every time. All right, let's talk stockpiles, right? Because uh, one of the things that was yeah. asked, are the stockpiles gone to your satisfaction, basically? Are they going as fast? And his answer was, the war helped for sure. Uh, he was taken aback by CCP. Uh, uh, Tati was taken aback by the proliferation. It was crazy how many Titans and Supers were built. Uh, that's when he says they used to have hundreds, and then all of a sudden they had thousands. He didn't remember when it was that that changed but tritanium came into the game in huge amounts yeah huge that's amounts. not entirely well that he made it sound as if there was suddenly some magical swords i'm i'm pretty sure the magical source was uh 
uh, anomalies. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. what I. Anomalies and rockles. Mm. Yep. The right, perfect so, storm. Skill so point injectors, like... rockles, and anomalies, all at once. They've got holy trinity of uh, infantry resources. So in I know you. In two thousand, let me explain this a little bit. In two thousand and fourteen, there was a. Um, a notice that there was going to be new sovereignty, Dominion was going to change. And so NALSEC decided they were going to weigh in on this and they called for a more dense population uh, place. They cited that a lot of systems were empty and it didn't reward people for having space. And this was called the Null Deal, uh, put together by um, Goon Swarm and signed on by people like NC. Triumvirate and other groups. Basically, Null leaders all said, we want population density. And, and really, uh, this gave us the answer, by the way. And the, six, the big number of increase when it comes to, I think it was Fratanium was Spot back then. Great. So, see, Spot, it's your fault. All this is you. It's always Spot's fault. <laughs> but so that was the pressure from players. Six months later, you had an adjustment to sovereignty that was to be able to upgrade your space so you could have really cheap and terrible space uh, and you could actually upgrade it through ADMs. Uh, and then about a year after that uh, came the rebalance to Rorquals. And at that point, you had kind of a deadly combination of the ability to mine a lot and the ability to create mine fields, abundance of them. Those two things together, plus the protection of the things, the products of the mining created a cycle. And yeah, it was military guarded uh, um, vertical farms, infinite vertical farms. But again... In, in that age, it made sense because there was beginning to be a, it was not just a bottleneck. It was like, it was like a massive bottleneck. It was, it, it was horrible. The amount of titanium and pyrite that you had to export because you couldn't really easily source it in null was really uh, a problem. And, yeah. and you saw this every single time there was big uh, fights and things like that. It was, and this whole thing of, of compressing with uh, 420 guns and it's like, 425 because it was not cannabis um anyways <laughs> the, the, the point is that was, that was the solution right for every compression thing to to build these and then take the hit and it's like all of this was oh, just bad it just keeps fine, going right? on and on with that analogy <laughs> yeah hit. that was the the 425 millimeter guns that were the most efficient for m3 to have so you just build those and reprocess them yeah, yeah, you chip those out, and, and, and that was that was just bad design, right? It, and and there was a need for for a change of some sort. And, and now we can just directly compress the ore. Well, if you think about it, because we did have the issues with slots and industry in 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 high sec back then, it was not efficient, it was not good, and it, and it didn't didn't actually make sense because that was why we wanted structures. Right, because then we could kind of say, okay, then fine. We don't. Uh, let's not uh, export all of it. Let's just export the stuff into null that we need for the stuff that cannot actually be built in HiSec, but the rest HiSec can keep. So they can build all the T1 hulls and 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 all the modules and all that stuff. They can have that market. That's fine. We're going to build that up ourselves and have our parses and our alts and all that stuff. But the point is that that the infrastructure back then didn't work for that. It was not good for that. And there was no player-to-player -player business options, uh, even though so many people wanted to rent out their slots on their passes for research. It was pretty much a hassle. You had to do it trust-based. I had to give you my original blueprint and, and hope that you were actually going to give it back to me. It's just dumb. Then some did the the alt where you could join with your with your character and have some sort of... Oh, 
it was a mess. So mm-hmm. structures solved all of that, but then they just brought in a whole new range of stupid problems, like the price uh, <clears throat> uh, the the price tags on services in those structures are either nothing because they're infinite or they're a mess like the percentage of a percent that makes it look like you're stealing from someone. Yeah. All right, all right. Um wanted to just add a few more things to this, and that was that uh, he did see that... He said this was interesting. I thought this was very interesting and very telling, and that was once we get the proliferation down, the stockpiles, we still have the N plus one problem. What do you guys think of that? Is there any? Is that a key to anything in the future? I'm curious to why it's, it's phrased as a problem. N plus one has been a feature of conflict in this game for almost the entire life of the game. I'm pretty sure it is in real life too. Yeah, yeah the, the only limiter of N plus one in real life is geography, right? Yeah. I think well, there's trying cu- to make the. Sorry, go on. There's culture, there's geography, um, there's religion, there's all kinds of things that divide people. In my previous corp, the CEO announced the birth of his child by pigging out that he applied N plus one to real life. <coughs> Good one. I mean, there are other MMOs that have such power creep. When you get to max level, you press one button and you can kill scores of players that aren't at max level, level with best in slot gear. But that's not EVE. And I've There's heard no that way one person can go against 30 of light and ships it, well, and say, well, I have purple mods. I'm going to click F1. You're all going to die. All right, when I hear that's not EVE, I hear that's not American. <laughs> you ever hear a Canadian Array, say that's uh, not Canadian? Aren't, aren't we about to evolve to use F2? A goon swarm in the Imperium is uh, <laughs> inside joke there, I guess. Um, I just uh, I just thought it was a reminder that while on the one hand you have you know the capital super capital proliferation and the other side of the equation is always n plus one. He will, did seem very happy about the new metas, the battleship metas and stuff, those kind of doctrines. You know, but yeah. even without super capitals, if everyone's in battleships again, you're still going to have M plus one. And again, it's not really his table. If, if, if we're talking about how to fix that, that's not at that's all not really... his responsibility. His responsibility is to look at the mortality rate, take that piece of paper, go over and, and show it to Rise and say, I suspect these three ships seem to have problems because they never die and these four ships seem to die all the time is there a good reason for this and is it something that you have your eyeballs on and could you please figure out how to change this a little bit or he can go in and say i want this ship to die more please well we we don't know how they work right they're their own company but um no no, i'm saying that 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 to, to to evolve the prey and the predators is is rises table uh, whether or not the mortality rate is correct, that is uh, the ecosystem's te- uh, team. Well, it does seem like we're, we're we're slowly inching towards some sort of circular escalation path, where you bring subcapitals and then you escalate to capitals to beat the subcapitals, and then you escalate to super capitals to kill the capitals, and then maybe if we can get subcapitals to kill the super capitals, we could have a circular escalation route, right? And that would <laughs> Kind of healthy N plus one problem. Exactly, and if it, if it if if it can be made granular because of things like formations and and new attack of options in space, so new types of weaponry, this would be even better. Then we can really get some of the things we need to at least slow down this blob and bait ball versus bait ball uh, 
everyone is there from start of the game. That's not a war, right? Well, I thought it was interesting. You said that we still have the N plus one problem, whether it's his purview or not. Um, it was interesting that he recognized that was still something that would always be a problem, it looked like. And I don't think he had a an answer for that. But uh, next question uh, from Oz was, are you clear on what caused that spike, uh, the, the hockey stick, they called it? And, and this is where it goes into the tritanium and all that stuff. Uh, so we'll skip that. We talked about that. Dynamic resources distribution going forward. Um, what do you guys think of the dot? Because we know scarcity has three chapters to it. We'll call it chapters. The first one is to just basically stop certain amount of minerals being distributed. The second one is to change the geography of where those are. They've done those two. The third one is, what is it? Dynamic systems. Yeah, dynamic systems is such a huge topic. And I just think that when it comes to CTP, I feel like they are a little bit mm, creating too much work for themselves. Instead of trying to force some sort of, I don't know, randomizer or stuff like that. You you don't need that. You only need three uh, player-sensitive uh, variables involved in anything that you're doing, right? If you have that, then it will automatically and naturally move towards some sort of either uh, explosive exponential thing, a completely exponential diminishing thing, or a completely volatile chaotic system. This is well known. It's it's the 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 three pendulum thing. If if you have three variables in these things, they can become completely impossible to predict. That means that we as players can't game them. This is exactly what we need when we're talking things that are currently extremely static. So things like loot tables. This is why I keep mentioning the loot fairy and and figuring out how to tie it to things that might actually be dynamic enough, uh, so sensitive to player activity, then it's a mess and you can't put it on a spreadsheet. All right, looking at Omeka Gold's comments out there, Vili is out there as well. So a CCP signal, those are all key people you might want to see what they have to say. Uh, Omeka Gold says CCP can emphasize investment over skill. He's talking about the N plus one thing that we're past. Sorry. Yeah, unfortunately, N plus one is like a big can of worms in EVE Online. As soon as you mention they, it, we they, get endless debate. They seem to uh, have solved it in Albion Online, didn't they? No. No, it's a huge problem there still. I thought they had re they had really good low uh, small gang environment there. I'm not sure if you want me to go into the mechanics of how they tried to tackle N plus one. It's quite complicated. We should invite Grace, formerly known as CCP Grayscale, to come and tell us about it himself. But the quick note is: the larger group you are in, you get a stacking debuff depending on the size of your group. So the way the players work around this is they, they get into a officially unaffiliated group that's that's still your friend. They just show up as enemies on the map, and that group will go around without this debuff and bomb into the other groups and do more damage. So it just takes more coordination between groups. Right. Okay. Um, hey, you need to stop typing or push use push to talk. Otherwise, I feel like you're chewing on my shoe. No, it's just, I, I, just, I really don't like when people use Albion as a, as a comparison because, yes, Albion is great and it's got a lot of, uh, of, of DNA from EVE Online. It's just 
when we're talking scales and complexity and things like that, it's just so not comparable. So even though they've done some very cute, very brilliant things in there, and some of the things are really bet maybe better balanced for those scales, you can't apply this backwards. That would be not just uh, would it be incestuous? It would just it, it would just be wrong. So so let's not talk about Albion to help find solutions to Eve. Okay, fine. That's my opinion. Okay, <laughs> you're allowed. Dy <laughs> dynamic systems. Closing that topic. Uh, there's we'll skip around here, but the other one that I thought was interesting was, and they've asked this question many times in the past, but it's nice to hear it refreshed. And that was, does CCP manage Plex? Do they want it to land at a certain point? And do they influence it either by giving stuff out as login rewards or as selling nope. it as packs and that sort of stuff? No, they stopped that. Uh, they did it uh, two times uh, historically, I think, with uh, Dr. Aok because he was trying to make sure that uh, it didn't run uh, crazy uh, back in the day. Um, then the, the, the practice was basically shelved, even though he was still at the helm, so he still had it as a, an, an ultimate button he could push, um, basically using uh, band plex and band uh, uh, isk if it was needed to fix the economy. So either buy or sell plex to fix the price. Um, again, it has not happened. So in-game, they haven't manipulated it. So that leaves maybe out of game. They could have had some strategies of saying, oh, we need now a bit of a, uh, a drop in price. So we should have a, a big sale. But the sales seem to come in cycles that does not have any relation to any plan or speculation they might have said let's start making some more of these deals because they're popular they're selling yeah and they actually okay. make it easier to pay uh, uh with isk in game as well so it's it's got a double positive effect so they might have had a meeting uh, like that but that would have just been a completely agenda change They're where it's longer lasting and it's it's a longer lasting plan. There are different departments if you think about it, right? Like game development doesn't care what the business side is doing and the business side doesn't know what's going on in the game and where the development is. So when they cycle through sales, they're looking at statistics, spreadsheets, seasonality, when's a good time in the real world to put a sale on right after yeah. Thanksgiving, all that kind of stuff. That's when those choices are made. They might be completely decoupled from what's going on in the game. And yeah, sometimes it looks suspicious. Yeah. But that's because let, let, let's just give them a little bit of a, of a gold star here, right? Because if, if the actual business group has been uh, developing these things better and hitting uh, better compositions of products and actually being uh, better at actually promoting them market-wise with, uh, with ads and, and visuals and all these things and getting them right when it comes to seasonality, actually selling when they know that people are willing to actually sell uh, to, to actually buy these things that might actually be why you're seeing this because they've just gotten better and maybe also the player base has matured or evolved a little bit to be more willing to actually use their credit card we have a couple and if you, if you look at the if you look at the revenues that have been growing quite a lot lately mm -hmm. that might be the solution right so you would expect if ccp is getting more money since the majority of that economy is plex driven that will mean that more people have actually bought Plex. That means more Plex are going to come into the game. That means the, the, the supply goes up. And if the demand stays the same, the price goes down. That's how markets work. Sorry. A couple of pieces of good news. One is I found uh, Caleb's volume dial and I turned him down. So there were... 
That's an important dial. We're the same. We should be closer to the same. Uh, another thing is Olmeca Gold just jumped in channel with us. How's it going, Olmeca? Hey, guys. Can you hear me about? Can yeah. you hear me fine? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Thanks. All right. A couple uh, things. I... One is, before you start, I'm sad to see you here because I know you were winning EVE. And I, I don't want to see you lose. Um, no, I just love the ecosystem talks. So. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, my, my baby is due in, the, in a week or so, so oh. I'm definitely... I'm definitely awesome. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. There's N plus one in action. And then you yeah. need to get, get, <laughs> make sure you have an alpha account ready for him. So he's going to have his orca ready when he can actually fly. Uh, he's the, he is going to be the heir of my 80 accounts. So <laughs> we, we don't have an issue of accounts. And chain pushing young. All right. What'd you think? When I went to Iceland, I was super surprised. I asked the one of the very first first questions I asked was like, "Do you guys have like an ideal price point for Plex? Did you ever research this?" I would I I would think like CCP. This would be super important to CCP, and it would be like they have, would have strict answers to this, and they don't. They just uh, they just leave it to supply and demand. That's kind of interesting. When I when I I was asking those questions. It was in the spirit of like um, um, the proliferation era, where I kind of told so many butter alts and, and like roll alts and like PVE alts in general, driving the prices up was kind of bad because they also inflate the ISK, and then um, and then people who actually um, need Plex. Uh, to fund their PvP and such, um, it would be, or to fund their uh, people who don't, don't have the real money and then who, who want to have the Plex for to pay for the game, it was less accessible to them because more it was more expensive. At the other side, of course, there is the issue of if Plex, Plex becomes too cheap, then it, it's not going to be valuable. So it's it was interesting topic for me to ask CCP and have no answer at all. Yeah, their answer was uh, Plex is as valuable as players want to make it. He did say something that was interesting, though. I got to thinking about this. Says their security measures have knocked out so many bots, because bots really use Plex all the time, um, that the, the, a sign that they're doing well against bots is that the price goes down because demand pressure on Plex goes down. You don't need all those Plex for all those alt accounts that are doing all the botting. And I thought, so after every time they do a giant wipeout of 2,000 bots, I should sell all my Plex because it's going to go down in price. Or you should get ready to buy. Well, you want to wait till it hits bottom and starts bouncing up. That's when you usually yeah. buy. I mean, it's typically a game of supply and demand, but if there is one opinion about Plex price, I think it's the, it shouldn't uh, increase at the cost of uh, ISK pumping into the game. Because, okay, if the price of Plex increases, then it's going to be more lucrative for players who want to buy Plex and sell it for real uh, in-game money. But then if in-game money is less valuable because there's so many bots and things are more expensive in general as well or something, that it's gonna have equal value. So you just the bots just increase the plex price for no benefit, basically. So I, I think um, and if we follow the RMT values of ISK, 
they're they're doing a good job against bots. One thing um, I found interesting where he said that uh, players selling Plex are not price sensitive. So it doesn't matter if you get 500 million isk for your Plex or if it's a billion isk. People buy Plex for real cash and they sell it regardless. Uh, the people buying Plex from the in-game market are obviously a little bit more price sensitive, but not the people selling. Which I just thought was obviously he has some data to back that up, and I just thought it was very interesting. That is interesting. I kind of thought that too. I guess one of the coolest thing about Plex is it's our version of gold. So you could debate that Plex's value never changed; just the buying power of ISK goes up and down, and that reflects onto Plex, right? Yeah, well, it's a sign of the the value of labor the, in the game. Financially, it's a stockpile game, right? The, the amount of Plex that's in the system now is is not necessarily going down. That means that the only thing that changes is who gets first to market to sell. This is where you get the price fluctuation. You're not you're never going to see an actual uh, stockpile uh, reduction uh, in a meaningful way. It's really about catching up. And and it's uh, when do people then want to either buy or sell with real money, right? So so, so these things are a little bit different than than your normal uh, economy and resources in, in EVE Online. And the utility remains the same, unless there's a change in population, right? So unless there's new players or, or new alt accounts being spun up, you will not change the demand on Plex. It's pretty much locked. And, and when it comes to demand of ISK, that's also very similar. It's only sensitive to things like massive sinks out of the game, right? Well, you can also argue that if our if our population is proportional to people who use Plex, people who buy Plex, even as you get new players, those new players, some of them will buy Plex to, the, to sell on the market, and some of them will, will buy off the market to pay for their subscriptions. And if that proportionality doesn't change, it's going to stay relatively well, One can say that if there is an influx of new players, so the proportion of new players increases, compared to all veteran players, and one can argue that happened last year, uh, then there will be more people who are buying Plex from CCP and less people buying from market because new players won't make as much money, basically, to afford this, right? Sorry. Like telling a new player to pay for their subscription with ISK is kind of a noob trap, right? So. But but that's a mess. Then you're talking about the two different sides of, of the thing, and they, they, they are not even, uh, well, they're only indirectly related. You have to talk about one side of the Plex market at a time, the in-game one and the out-of-game one. If, if you start talking about both of them, it becomes a little bit mm, crypto to actually figure out exactly what's going on, because then you have to look at segments and their willingness to, to, to spend or uh, not spend money, as was just mentioned. This is a very difficult thing to predict. Uh, well, I don't know. I would say uh, new players, compared to old players, they buy more uh, Plex from the mar- uh, from the from CCP, and old players buy more Plex from the market because old players have more ISK and have more means to make ISK. So, I don't know. I mean, that that would be my prediction, but I don't have, I don't see any statistics. We don't know. And, and again, when we're then talking about, doesn't that get offset by? It's the old players that are the whales, right? So, so those old whales will basically proportionally represent more of those other players. It's basically them distributing their real money to their friends, 
I don't know. Uh, we've seen some well, lately. We've seen, and actually in the past, we've seen some new bro whales, right? You got that guy that uh, bought the entire super capital fleet for Red Overlord. Uh, you have, yeah, but uh, I, I Miss, you have that, the, Miss Rabbit. When you, have, you know? when you have people like Miss Rabbit, when you have people like the aluminum uh, tycoon and stuff like that, that's a that's a veteran player uh, by category that's putting cash into the game. And then if he has a hundred people that are proportionally not putting cash into the game, as Olmeca is mentioning, they, the ones that want to just use ISK, well, they're his clients. So so that is one-to-one, the same as a, the, the, the fraction of, of new player composition, right? Two new players uh, change. How, how much are they willing to spend? And I'm saying that veterans have more money, they have a deeper investment in the game, so they are more prone to the sunken, ISK, uh, sunken cost fallacy. That means they're also more likely to want to swap that credit card if they do not have the time all right we're joined by oz uh, who did the actual interview with uh Cispiritari. welcome uh oz did did you have a favorite okay. question that you asked oh i just came in here to lurk but sure um, oh, well i'm dragging you turn out. the tables <laughs> <laughs> no i uh um i mean the 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 plex that you're discussing right now is, uh, I think, is a is a is a very pressing pressing issue. I don't know if, um, I, you know, if if they would have admitted to it, um, if if they were managing it, but I do believe that they aren't managing it, um, at least not actively anymore. Uh, but uh, he was also very very clear on the fact that they are not uh, being impacted at all by Pearl Abyss. And so I do believe that at his level, I don't think, uh, I think at Hilmar's level, of course, there's going to be some sort of, um, you know, financial reporting where, where they're going to be steering his KPIs in a certain uh, direction for sure. And that's in the end, there's no way that that is not going to impact the, the, the game in, in one way or the other. But it's good to know that on the level of uh, Ratati, it's um, more or less a you know, a, a net positive impact. And that's uh, something that, uh, that I really liked about the interview. Yeah, Billy's in here too now. Yeah, it was a good interview. Thanks for doing that uh, for everybody and uh, telling us about it. It was good to watch. Went about like that You can see in yeah. the actual uh, report that you covered with uh, Noisy and Dirk that it's very much a hands-off attitude when it comes from Pearl Abyss. Yeah, it was confirmed. Uh, CCP runs that boat all by themselves. And as long as there is no, <clears throat> hey, where's the check? I'm pretty sure that PA is completely just going to ignore them. Just do your thing. We don't know what is in that weird black box up there in Iceland. But if you keep sending the check on the revenues, it's fine. You keep going. You also have to keep localizing in agent languages. Uh, question. Yeah, that was one of the goals, right? One of the requirements that they want for the common uh, quarters. Question from the audience here. Uh, <clears throat> Burning Beard says, regarding the interview, since I missed it, was it mentioned that CCP's intended changes with the market tax increases are basically are being basically sidestepped by letting Monopoly anchor unlike unkillable keep stars and high sec? I think he's talking about you, you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish they were unkillable, I can assure you. Yeah, well, high sec is different than uh, we just saw some action in low sec where you had a keep star that was destroyed. But when it came to your high sec keep star, uh, uh, looks like uh, the perpetrators were tripped up quickly. Try that was an their war HQ structure didn't even 
wasn't even fueled, so it was a just one timer. Well, maybe it was just a, it was just a meme trick anyway. But yeah, uh, it was, it definitely they, was. They were they were testing the response. They were you know ident- trying to identify if the the TTTC the Tranquility Trading Consortium you know was still unified together in defense of the high sec since we ignored the low sec. Uh, we sent a very clear message that high sec was not going to be treated as the same as low sec. And they, you know, they promptly had ward X from 250,000 people. And, you know, their war structure died one day and 12 hours later, and the war ended. To answer the question on the chat, I think I remember Rotate saying, like, severely questioning the decision, initial decision to let uh, keep stars and Isaac. But now that it's there, I don't think they will remove it forcibly. So. I think we kind of forget when the TTC went down the first time, just how much conflict there was over that structure, right? There were daily fleets fighting on that, that, that keep star and perimeter. Yeah. But they realize the profit like exponentially grows. If you don't fight and just share the profit. Yeah. <laughs> they sued, they sued for peace and became rich. Everybody. And it's oh, it doesn't, careful, it doesn't it's, exponentially grow, but it remains steady. Yeah. It's, it's game design. It's, it's not, uh, there's nothing to blame or I don't know. It's it's a monopoly, but it's by game design. So people's Liter- decisions are a keep star in high sec seems more natural than a keep star in deep space, right? Like just seems Quite. yeah. It's a lot I, I, I just like the, the picture I saw in, in my head was really hugging his uh, baby Jeter saying, No touch baby Jeter. <laughs> I don't want Honestly, okay. I don't I, I don't know why I mean to me, the problem is the price, like the broker's fee or whatever the tax difference between the NPC and the keep stars in high sec. So uh, maybe it's okay for these structures to exist. It's just I don't know why CCP is giving away so much of the, the offshoring. And, yeah, yeah. That's well. The reality is, if you don't have the offshoring component, then there's no incentive to use structures in high sec that are not. Um, NPC structures and nobody would, right? People so are as always a market. going to choose as a market, yeah. But yeah, like you know, if well, you want people is... to have markets in HiSec, then this is how you do it. And obviously, you know, we're currently fighting a battle over security versus uh, money making with Perimeter, where you know, Gita four four is the more secure location. Your stuff in Gita four four will never be attacked. It will never go to asset safety. It will never be under threat. But you yeah. sacrifice that percentage of revenue, and offshoring obviously kind of is the best of both worlds for people. It but it's not a perfect a, world either. There's I, I, still an incentive. If the tax uh, tax rates were the same, then you would pr- maybe trade in your own structure to give the money to your own entity instead of instead of um, instead of the NPCs. But apart from that, you're right. But maybe I just don't know. Uh, because to, when I look at Eve, I look at like rewards in Eve. Mm. Uh, I everything to me exists for like some kind of reason, and I don't know the reason why. I I, I don't I don't think the money that CCP is giving away to TT, to to TTT by game design isn't worth it. It's it's not worth the content that that's emerging from it. You know, we we always talk about conflict drivers and rewards, and yeah. it's not a con- good conflict driver to me. Yeah story this week that it's actually creating content so you're completely wrong and the, and the offshoring is as Willie said it is sadly the only incentive 
to move from NPC to player-owned structure services. And that's a design problem from CCP's side. But other than that, if that's the only thing we get right now, it's not just good, it's needed. I, uh, I don't want to jump ahead here, but you know they did talk about dynamic systems and the dynamic system of the market fees, which I thought was really interesting and could be very, very interesting in helping create lesser trade hubs. But this yeah, is trademarking that. All, <laughs> all of their cost thing in the game right now is a little bit off. Uh, I know that Vili is aware that one of the horrible ones is the pricing on uh, structure services when it comes to industry, where the, the, the visuals of what it looks like the cost is and the actual real cost is a complete mess because people think that you're ripping them off and you're actually not. There's so many things like this, and it's the same when you're when you're when you're saying the the, the granularity options when it comes to pricing on things like like pocos. There's just everything of of this kind in Eve is just a little bit off. And the broker fees where we got the double whammy, where it basically killed high frequency trading, not just in one go but in a double go. So you simply you simply sacrificed uh, price finding and slowed down the economy to a third. It's just bad. It's not good for the market. What they need is an actual, almost real life, uh, similar broker fee, right? Where where the cost for a broker at downtown town Manhattan is more expensive than one is in the ass end of nowhere. This is just how it should be, and that would also bring in a competition model for structures that players use. So then we have a way to compete on price with NPCs. This is always what CCP should do push players away from NPCs to actually participate in the game, have skin in the game, be part of the player versus player, not just pew pew die, but everything that's competition-based. This is a a competition-based game. You don't want to play a competition-based game and you don't want to sink uh, uh, or, or give money to your uh, fellow players. Go play something else. I mean, I would agree uh, if the game design creates the conflict and creates the competition. I would agree that the money is better off going to players instead of NPCs. It's just right now it creates a monopoly. The question is how do you, what what do you define as conflict? But it's important to remember Omeka, it doesn't create the monopoly. The monopoly was created by players instead of conflict. And the monopoly that is existing still creates conflict in other places. Like we're currently in the, in the, you know, in the midst of a very large war. And I could show you every penny that all three sides are making is going into that war. You know, would we have even had the M2 Titan fights without the money that, that you know, TTT had pushed into those groups? And I don't know. Just, let's, just, let's, let's just talk about the fact that in, in this room now is the PvP participants of HiSec structure. Really literally killed my operations in HiSec. So I was the one that got ganked, and I'm not crying. So why are you people crying? I'm not crying. I'm just saying Damn. that given the top three, four, five entities, like cutting them free check and without any kind of worth, because we were talking about like maybe tens of trillions or maybe a hundred, uh, without, without creating the equivalent amount of conflict isn't worth it. If, if, if the conflict arises by game design, that's fine. If Monopoly arises, I don't think players, I don't think, I think the game pushes players to create the Monopoly. So the game design is bad and it leads to Monopoly. And but, but that's the thing though. Where do you think all the money for TTT has gone? 
Yeah, but, but that argument can be made. Well, okay, let's just give people free ISK so they can fight. Right? But that's like, the thing. Yeah, you, can, you, can, you can make it that argument for But you anyway. can't give people free ISK because that's not how it works, right? Like, like, it, like Let's just you're, give you're free saying... minerals so you can fight, right? You, 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 you can make that argument for anything. It's but that's not the argument that's being made. You're, you're clearly not participating in this type of gameplay, and you're assuming that that the only thing in in this game is is isk or or muscle, and it's not. It's not been free for TTC to actually push out all the old competitors. That's not been free at all. It's not like they just rolled in and just said "fuck off, everyone," because there's always things like political costs. Because the people that got pushed out have friends and money, and it, it will have consequences further down the line. Whether I'm going to push my money to try and hurt Willie in his backfield somehow, it doesn't mean that he's not going to pay, right? When he well, when he, let's look at Ignoitin right now, right? Like it, it's a very clear and simple example. The TTT took that money that it made, reinvested it into Losec to provide services for its customers. So those customers utilized those services, but eventually a wolf came and destroyed those services. And, you know, in a different world, maybe we would have tried to defend them and been able to do so effectively. Questionable or doubtful, I don't know. But, like, to say that, you know, the money creates no conflict, that it doesn't do anything in the game is... is I'm not saying no conflict. Very disingenuous, I'm just I saying like. no proportionate conflict. I'm just saying it's a lot of money that could have been used elsewhere to create even better conflict by better game design. Well, what if what if the money that was all the money that sinks out to NPC creates zero content? Well, no, send that to faction warfare, right? Each empire. Yeah, you can send that elsewhere. People, they are reducing the faucets for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. So they can, they could be a bit more. Uh, there could be a bit more leeway to give more rewards to other people if you think that as. No, would, not, nothing is free. I would like to see Shop Galente, you know, because all the tax dollars that Galente Empire picks up go into a faction warfare fund that actually funds uh, your reward system uh, in faction warfare. That might be a little I, simple. I just, gave, I just gave you guys the example of what would actually create some more meaningful competition because I'm pretty sure that that Vili will not chase me if I put a Sotillo tin jumps away from perimeter and starts to start doing T1 production for the Tech 2 production in the Sotillo in perimeter. Uh, which will make me a lot of money potentially because the benefit of the low cost out there compared to the price that I can sell it for in perimeter is nice profit. That's how wealth redistribution works. But this is all down to CCP. And and this whole thing of taking in a faucet and then pouring it out somewhere else instead of letting it work in players' hands is just dumb. So well, if you ask me, uh, I, I think uh, what um, Caleb is suggesting so the and what i asked Rotati about the dynamic broker fees i think they're coming so i if i, I i'm going to bet my money that that is coming and i also think very soon they're going to alleviate um some of the changes that they introduced a year ago with the broker changes i think they're going to introduce some sort of way to reduce the costs for uh average for for um for, for not large-scale uh, traders a little bit. I think that's what I'm reading out of Rotati and the conversations that I've been having. And I think those two changes are, are coming. I don't have proof for that, but I do think that that is very likely that we're going to see those changes this year. Yeah, it's just important that they don't mess them up, right? Because everyone that, that knows a little bit about real life knows that the things that should be expensive would be things like office rental and services when you're in a centralized area. But the centralized areas should not be less efficient. 
the current design of something like the industry index is just dumb. It should be the other way around. Industry should be more efficient in the Sotillo in perimeter because of the economic activity and the industrial activity, not not vice versa. Yeah, which is they, rented. They, they, need get, they need to get these things right uh, because otherwise it's not beneficial. And then they need to have it so that structures should have consumption based on their activity. The fact that really has the same fuel as in, in perimeter uh, as in the Keepstar in Ignoiton is just silly. Yeah, we just rented an office in uh, Villy's uh, trade tower and it was very reasonable. I must say it was a little too reasonable. Reasonable? Yeah, he only gave you a friendly rate though. Office office rent in Gita is almost two billion. Let's just say that that let let's remember that the perimeter keep star is number two in trade. It's actually number one if you look at only buy orders. So the economic activity in TTT is maybe not exactly on par, but it's getting close. It's about half the size of Gita. So the fact that we could buy an office at twenty five million when it's almost two billion in Gita is like silly. But don't raise your rent, uh, Billy. That's not. Uh, that's yeah, not you make me office. think I maybe should, but no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> You could. Um, There's a lot of things that could be done, and yeah. I, I'm not going to lie here, guys. Like I, I'm, I'm aware that the TTT and the way the system works now works to my advantage and my favor, and I'm also aware that the system is fundamentally not correct. But that does not necessarily mean that it is broken, if that makes sense. Like The system needs adjustment. There, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind about that, and I think most players would agree. Um, how to do that? Uh, I don't have uh, the perfect answer. I think dynamic systems, dynamic fuel, dynamic, you know, uh, market orders, all of those are, are good, reasonable options. The, the answer is always the devil's in the details of how to make these things work. Um, we're, we're like the TTT just aims to provide the service that is, there is one fountain for this, uh, is fountain, right? Like it, it, there's a fountain there. It, it 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 can either be like fought over like a mad scramble and where it's very difficult for traders to operate and it makes everybody's life harder or one person can put a you know oil well or oil rig on top of that fountain and then you know divide the profits evenly among a number of different groups so that everybody shares and you know it it, it distributes all that wealth outward that's the system that i have worked towards creating i understand everyone does not necessarily benefit from it so they do not necessarily like it but the the answer is not perfect in terms of yeah. any real situation here. I, I don't. I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't want to be the villain in this situation. It's your advantage. You're not the villain. You're not the villain. If you but lose, we, we, hold on a second. If you lose this war, and Goonswarm or the Imperium wins this war, they can pretty much throw you out of that, uh, couldn't they? So so they could absolutely come and destroy the tower, but they could not hold the tower without the agreement. Right. They the the reality is one of their own. They could try, like, the reality is no block level group can truly hold the TTTC, like, the, of the three major powers currently. None of those three groups can hold the TTTC without at least a block level group there to defend it against another block. Exactly. Right? So, uh, so, so it has to be all three groups, otherwise, it, it doesn't work. The last thing I want to say about all this is really, we've been in the same CSM and we talked about conflict drivers a lot, and it was great. I learned a lot from. A lot of you guys, uh, Goblins, Mew, it's just forget about like TTT and Citadels and everything. Uh, imagine I'm, we're sitting in a CSM room and I'm offering uh, like a conflict driver that's like a say oil well that needs to be held. And I'm saying, 
<laughs> we're like, talking about oil wells again. All that yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Say, 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 say it's oil well, and I'm saying like by game design, this oil well will create, will have to create a monopoly of four or five biggest organizations in the game, and they're going to share the value, and no one else will get anything out of it. But it's but, so I'll argue that, is... but I'll argue that you know it's good for the game because they're going to fight, uh, use that money to fight elsewhere. But the money definitely goes to top however many people who can actually realistically hold the oil well. And it's going to be like that for years and years. And there's no f fights are going to happen for, for a year or more. It's just uh, we're, we're, we just want to give this top five, people, five entities money so they yeah. can fight elsewhere. Would you think that would be like a good proposal of a conflict drive? No, of course not. But that the, the problem is that's not... What we have with the TTT is not, you know, how do I put this? Not the expected scenario to the changes that were made, right? When people put this stuff out, nobody was like, ah, one group is just going to, you know, do it. And then they're going to split it between the groups and it'll turn into this kind of a situation. Everybody assumed there would be a significant amount of conflict over this stuff. But the problems with regionalization and some of the other problems that Caleb has talked about create this kind of optimal scenario if people can diplomatically manage to tolerate each other i guess you would be the way to say it so, and, and this is what you end up with right yeah. so it, it creates a, a very but, but odd dynamic but you know intentions don't matter right what whatever happens on the field it's that's at the end of the day that's what matters in eve balance but a lot of things happens ignoring, out of... you're ignoring the fact of who it is that's creating this this is not nobodies this is not even like a collusion of of uh uh, say, uh, big industrials. We're talking about the, the biggest entities in the game has made this cartel. Every time this happens, it should be an effective monopoly. This is not a problem. It's a feature. It's a problem that is very difficult yeah. to put pressure points in there, but there should be the ability, especially when you can get three uh, factions that are so different and, and, and really uh, rarely would work together. But in this case, this is worth it. And the, it's happened before. It, it's the OTEC cartel to, and exactly. board accords. It should be possible. The, the question is, is there pressure points and points of failures that you can actually attack? In this case, sadly, there isn't. And unless I completely disagree, by the way. There is absolute points of pressure you can attack. I'm just well, not going to talk about them on stream. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is literally the exact definition of the Malkanis law. People kick tell us like there is no way to help the little guy without buffing the big guy and here we have a like a like a free check for five biggest guys or four, four biggest guys in the game and nothing else for the other people it's i'm just like categorically cutting a check to the biggest entities in the game for not much well, well, there's a lot of effort. But, but, but here's the thing, Mecca. I, I, I made something for the small guys. I put a Tatara out there that literally w w decreased the average price of every ship in the game by like 2%, right? Like just, just little things, right? But, you know, did, did the little guy show up to help me defend against stuff? No, right? They, they, they didn't no. feel that was responsible, nor did they feel there was any benefit to it, right? You do, it, but it, it's important you use to game design to achieve that. Like you don't create that situation. The game lets you to do that right the game doesn't need to give you like trillions hundreds of trillions he's not got any risk there that he's the, that there's no skin in his game he's literally fi he's literally fighting one of the entities that he's working with and that's a massive liability 
there's also the actual chance that something bigger than snuff comes around. It's a massive liability. And if this thing's, thing falls, the whole ecosystem of player-run structure starts collapsing because this is actually propping it up. People trust player structures right now to a degree where uh, out of the top 25, 19 in EVE is player-owned structures. That's how much we've taken market shares from the NPCs. Yeah, it's normalizing. But of those 19, how many of them are TTC or ICY? Like, oh, the majority. Well, right. That, that situation exists because the, the taxes are lower. Like, but, but that's a circular argument because, of course, the people that you already trust will uphold the whole thing of not screwing you over are the structures that you're going to use so they will see the majority of the market share. It's really about added value and trust, right? And that's what the TTC has brought. It's, of course, it's, again, it, 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 it's an, like, look, it really doesn't... Part of the original uh, uh, structure owners that try to do this, and we lost, and I'm accepting the loss. So the fact that you people keep whining really pisses me off. Look, Who's you people? Look... What really pieces, what really disturbs me is that we are talking about like really providing or TTT providing a service and something. It's it like they did out of some it out of some ingenuity or generosity or something. It's just the fact that taxes are lower in these structures pushes people there. If you want lower taxes, just lower them in GTA as well, right? Okay, then that's your argument. Please don't cut me. Please don't cut my word. If, if, if you want lower taxes, uh, or, or I'll cut myself. <laughs> if, you, if you want lower taxes, if your argument is just lower taxes, then let's just have them everywhere, right? The, my issue is... Hold on, Caleb. You, you got to let him talk. But he's ignoring the fact that we used to have a limited amount you of... Not, you're not letting him talk. You had to build it with player structures, which was passes. He's just he's just admitting so much to the argument. All right, the well, you can that make that count the rebuttal changed, after he gets a chance to say something. The competition. I mean, I, at least I don't call you dumb or something, or your ideas, or silly or something. I, I'm not being as aggressive as you. Go, go I'm ahead. Just I'm just making my point. It, I'm not saying it's dumb. I'm just saying you're admitting it. You're simplifying the situation. Uh, all right, all right, Caleb. You're gonna uh, yeah, give him a chance. Go ahead. Go Look, ahead, um, it's just really wasn't like a super creative person who provided all these services or cheaper prices to everyone. It's just a, by game design, the top entity, the top monopoly, the consortium, whatever, is able to do so. And at the other side of the things, it's not about trust. It's about just prices, right? Even I trade in TTT. It really when, isn't, though. You're, you're, even it, look, it, it, Billy, please, please. What, when Mogul did this, it was the same thing. It was just a different business model. The whole thing is that you're criticizing business models that are based on player-to-player -player activity, which is complete bullshit. Look. But, okay, so Omeka, I'll just say something there. So like you're the, saying that we don't provide anything different, right? That it, no, that I mean, I'm saying that you are, you are, but it's not your own creation. CCP gives you the ability. Like It's like CCP, like... It's, do, do you think CCP planned out how the TTC it, was built? It, no, but if you believe that taxes should be lower and then the services you provide are valuable to players, there is no there is no reason why those services shouldn't exist or those situations shouldn't exist in NPC station as well. Why there is a difference between you and NPC stations? That's what I'm arguing against. I'm not arguing because not nobody would not, use NPC stations if 
there wasn't an incentive to use player stations. Well, I, I, Omega, because if you I, if you have the choice between NPC and player stations, you are always going to choose player stations, always because it creates a situation where your assets are truly safe. Omega, if you are okay. going to take the 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 leap to use a player station, you are incurring risk. You are putting your assets at the limit at the mercy of other players, both the holder of the structure who are you placing your trust in as well as your trust that that player can or that owner can defend that structure against others right there, there is that as well as the fact that when you say you know there there's no plan but you're or... assuming there should be a reason to have player markets in high sec if player markets in high sec or they just cut money absolutely in the game, then maybe there is no reason for players. At player one point, markets. CCP decided they wanted markets to be something the players could do in high sick. And yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe if, there is if no you want to fundamentally challenge that assertion, that design goal, then yeah. sure, then that's, maybe they should. I want, to, I want to challenge that design goal. Like, shouldn't there be more creative ways to, or more creative reasons than a price cut to build services? Yes, that's what we've been saying. And that's what both Willie and I have agreed on. There's no, no, doubt that there needs to be better ways to actually have competition but competition should be between players npcs should be the 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 least uh likely choice for you and option by the way i i fully agree i fully agree with this i like that we all agree on this one if if they create competition in a more meaningful way that doesn't always arise a consortium i'm I'm with the players fighting competing each other but what if it sometimes arrives at a consortium omeka well, then it's it's a matter of whether the money is worth the content, and clearly I don't see it worth. Maybe you do, and that's our disagreement, like, and that's why. Omeka, what if they had? What if different structures? Hold on a second. What if different? Hold on a second, Caleb. What if different structures had, like, uh, better delivery services, so you don't have to go to them to buy the stuff, but you would order it like in a in an electronic catalog, and it would be delivered to you. And then different, you know, different uh, speeds or different distances, or you could compete on those kinds of things. Now you're trying yeah. to do some sort of weird uh, artificial price fixing. N- human beings naturally aggregate like this. This is why we have the blue donut. This is why we have cartels. It's because when this is a benefit and there's nothing to stop you, that's what you do because it maximizes your profit at minimal liability. This is just econ 101, guys. The only thing that, that, that is different between EVE and real life is that in EVE, luckily, we don't have antitrust laws. We do have CCP that might actually intervene if it's completely bonkers. But fundamentally, this is why we have antitrust laws in the real world, because monopolies is the natural uh, end point for all market stuff. I don't, I don't know why the real life situation should be a, a game goal. I don't know if why it's not a game goal, it's psychological. Why like the wild capitalism should exist? Like I mean, I don't know why like Eve should like do you want Eve to like create like these like if a bunch of people and everyone stars and billionaires uh, swim in billions? I mean, I don't want I don't know why Eve should approximate Eve economics should approximate literally what creates conflict. Literally what creates conflict. So yes, I want these things in my eve i don't want it in real life but i definitely wanted it in eve i can see by your eyes you're like gonna oh, yeah. the camera Cut, like, cutting you... cutting cutting checks to type top uh organizations <laughs> cutting check. it is it, it doesn't create conflict right i mean well, sure, we all you, agree that cut, there is something wrong with the system if you, cut you just checks want better mercenaries it creates conflict 
you want better competition. I want better competition. Yes. We both, we all want better game mechanics to create better PvP. But they don't emphasize. Yeah. And you, you were part of CSM. Billy's part of CSM. There are other people part of CSM. I don't know how many of you ever emphasized development that wasn't that that was towards this kind of imaginative gameplay having to do with markets, having to do with services, having to do with the miscellaneous and the ordinary in EVE Online, because it just seems that CSM is always talking about conflict drivers in space for certain types of players that want to compete on a ship to ship level, not on an imagination level or uh, ingenuity level of building interesting services. Actually, you know what we should do? We should build services, Caleb. What do you think? Well, based on a tranquility trade tower. Few, few steps ahead of you. Uh, I think we've already started a little bit of a group to try to do this. But again, this is back to the whole thing that I have actually played the market and, and financial game of EVE Online for 18 years now. I'm not just, seriously, I'm not talking out of my ass. I have seen these things happen in both directions, wow. right? good and bad. And, and the point is, when you're talking about these exotic things and competition and stuff like that, it is so sensitive to what is possible in the game. If CCP makes the smallest change, it can topple over the entirety of what you're doing. And then usually it ends up in what is then deemed a scam or a Ponzi. But it usually didn't start out as a scam and a Ponzi. Most of these things are just burnout in EVE, just as much as in real life. And again, if if ISK does not have any value, if it's not something that is something that people need and want, you can't sell it. That means you can't have a bank. Because no one wants to fucking buy your money or do all that shenanigans that that's required for stuff like that. So so then it becomes a the the it becomes the the the, the meta market version of of the lull fights in in Nullsec when it's like the whole already replaced no one suffers any losses right. It's the same problem. There needs to be some sort of volatility and scarcity, not famine. And there also needs to be occasional abundance because abundance then topples things that are try people that are trying to corner or manipulate the market to create artificial scarcity. So these things tie into each other. It's just that CCP has recently, or at least the last six years, not given a shit about all the other gameplays. It's only spaceships. Okay. Omeka, you have anything else to add there on that? Uh, I, I'm just going to skip that. Uh, okay, don't take the bait. He, he, he argued that, uh, Caleb argued that Monopoly creates competition. And I, there's so much in that in real life and Eve sense, but I'll just. It's, uh, that's it's, an it's interesting. cartels. I mean, there's, uh, Eve Online as a, an imaginary world is kind of broken, right? Because you have a law that doesn't work in high sec. You have uh, no system that you could take grievances towards. It's all military. And so people just behave with N plus one, uh, get your guns. Uh, we need to stack this place with people. Uh, you're seeing a war right now that is really, there's some incredible uh, strategic things happening. But at the end of the day, it's two to one. And that's winning the day for the most part. You have server conflicts that are the only real weather in the game. So the game isn't working as an imaginary world as well as it could. And I think this is a big area, high sec, finance, where they could add some interesting things that uh, uh, I don't think they want to touch because they consider all this secondary gameplay pretty much. So I think, I think it's because they didn't know better. I, I, I'm actually not going to claim some sort of malice or... Uh, blindness. I think it's just because they, they they didn't think that these things mattered as, as much. I, I remember a very funny talk we had when in the structures roundtable when 
maybe half the room was screaming that we needed to keep the star bases, uh, star base charters because there still need to be some sort of uh, tie-in and connection to PVE players when it comes to actually fueling structures. But because it was a little bit of a slash effort, I think, from the programmers, they decided to listen to the people that didn't want them or think thought that they should just be removed because yeah. they, they don't serve any purpose. No, they might not serve a purpose for you, but they serve a massive purpose when it comes to people that need to convert LP, right? These things are, it's again, it's, it, it's, it's, it's simplification in this whole quality of life uh, creep where it's, they think they're doing a good thing and they don't understand that it just threw out a really good design. Everybody cites 2011 as the best years of EVE Online where they fixed everything and every, everything turned to ship balance and all that. And I think it was a disaster. I've always thought it was a disaster. It scars, it scars my imagination about EVE Online because before that, there's a lot of promise. And then after that, it was like, okay, we'll give you two or three years to do your thing, but we want to go back to, uh, what do you call them, Jesus features or some new ways to distinguish yourself. And what we got since then was a strange evolution that just kept moving in a certain direction. You saw the... Can we please stop stop calling uh, TTC unassailable wealth? It's not. It's your not wealth unassailable it's in, wealth. No. Your wealth that's indeed a 4-4, now that's unassailable wealth because you can't ever, ever touch it or influence anything in there at all. Uh, you can't even change a little bit of a tick there. So that's unassailable wealth. What TTC is, is difficult to it's assail fairly definitely assailable. not honestly it is a diplomatically protected wealth. yeah exactly exactly it's got it, and that's what's cool about it is that and it is terrible because the game design is just basically hard set towards diplomacy being the perfect solution because pvping at that scale in high sec is just painful thank you diplomacy is gameplay that is high level gameplay yes but you shouldn't be forced into diplomacy because the combat is so bad. The diplomacy combat being bad is, solution, is debatable. Diplomacy being a solution because your opponents are extremely determined or because you see like some gain that you can get out of something where there's opportunities for other people, maybe something like that. But the reason you lean towards diplomacy is because the gameplay sucks. Everyone who was actually in the large-scale fights that took place over there was like, man, this is terrible. I, I would argue in good. I hope, it, an M2 I, tech, I hope it's right? super boring and painful to do it. So you don't want to do it. And then you have competition among the people who will actually sacrifice to do it. I would argue whoever can threaten the thing will already be invited into the competition. <laughs> so that's the that's that, the design. That's actually a very good argument. But but the point is that the, it, it's a, it's a matter of, of scales, right? What what amount of wealth and cost should it actually have to try to take out a scale thing like the TTC, right? Th that should have a massive cost. That's equivalent to what what people here sound like is that they want mom and pop shops to be able to take out Walmart. It's like that's not how anything works in in real life, or it shouldn't work, and it shouldn't work like that in Eve. It's just dumb. There, there's there's fundamentally nothing really wrong with TTC right now in the in the cartel business. It's just that there is really no way to even get a chunk of the crumbs right now. You you can just get forced out with the with actual military force. And that's that's a mistake. Look, this is, this the is largest groups don't fight over it because they can't motivate people to consistently fight over it and they know that. 
Well, let's do this. I don't know about that because okay. all three of the groups that are represent controlling parties have high sec groups that pretty regularly PvP and high sec over it. Like they go Kalasmos, they do Wardex. Pretty regularly is a very aggressive claim, seeing as there's been like two or three competitor Asbels that have died in the past like three months in the area. You, you want to you because I'm pretty sure the perimeter police departments killed three Asbels this week. Billy, why is Ankar Watt still standing? Uh, I believe that's the darkness one, right? I'm I'm not sure. I haven't checked who owns it. I just it's in Peryola. Yeah, if I had to take, it. I guess that's the darkness one. It's uh, positioned right on the edge of Losex, so darkness can bridge right over. And for the most part, it just hasn't been worth the effort to take down, like because it, you know it's got a strong military force behind it, and. Um, you know, they're going to come defend every time, and once we kill it, they'll just anchor a new one. And they're only siphoning off a couple billion isk worth of plex a month, so it's like, it's just, sure, go Look, ahead. okay, uh, let and me bring you back no, to no, this. Seriously, can, can I just point out the, okay, the amount of content that was created when the cartel fell last time, right? And it's the same risk that's in the TTC, right? And, and it just keeps growing. I think the problem, though, and this, hold on a second, hold on, Murray, hold on a second. We're going to wrap up in four minutes anyway, and I'm not give you a chance to talk. But there's the, the problem that people are having is that these powers that go out to NullSec and grow big and strong then uh, get together and take all the money out of HiSec because they're the only ones that can compete in this space, and they kill everybody who competes with them. And I think the, the way to keep the money for HiSec people is to not necessarily destroy the building, but find a way to uh, symbiotically leave, live with it and make your own cut of the profits. Uh, find ways to create services inside those structures that take away from just the purchasing power that it has. And uh, that could be any number of things like uh, renting ships out to uh, players who are going to be buying these skill packs or anything. But I think somehow... There can be a way to make money underneath these big structures that you don't have the power to kill and keep the money inside of HiSec. Go ahead, Murray. I saw that sour face, by the way, Caleb. You'll have to clean that up for me. I uh, made a mess of it. Well, I'm just typing here. It's just, it, yeah. it, 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 it really frustrates me that people uh, seem to have this uh, weird angle on this game design because fundamentally structures and moon mining is some of the most amazing designs that ccp has added to the game they're still a little bit unbalanced but the potential and even the improvement from these things is mind-blowing and i just get frustrated when i hear people complain about them i i think another key component which matter all i think you don't even mention there at all is that the vast vast majority of the money that's like being generated and being talked about here isn't because there's this, all this big potential for this market for, you know, industry and trading of modules and ship production and all of those little things that we talk about when we mean industry. Now, hundreds and hundreds of billions of ISK that go through every month from that Citadel come from Plex and large-scale injectors. Plex, which you need if you're going to plex alts to play this game in a game where alts are practically required in many situations and to me i don't even like i don't even care who necessarily has it i don't think that any groups should be making hundreds of billions of isk 
from the items that people like need to play the game at that very base level. Even like they don't, it's it's not even the PvP. Like if you can threaten the structure, you're gonna get invited into into the consortium. And imagine like so it's like by definition, like there's nothing different from this than a game design where CCP just selects. Let's select like ten biggest alliance and give them money so they can fight. Like give them money monthly, <laughs> so like they can create FCs. content or whatever. Because the game design is just like in a way that you because if you fight over it, the money is not generated. So it's it's a it's a if you if you keep like if conflict happens over it, there is no profits to be made. Right, because nobody will, will trust into the in the stru structure anymore. I want to uh, uh, hold my plex and items in there because in a, in a structure that's likely to die or that dies regularly. So yeah, about seventy five percent of the trade is security and um, yeah, you know what you call it dependent, right? Because so what, what, what we saw do? from what we saw from when we took over the tower to the current day is about a 400% growth in trade. Yeah, so what, uh, which what, is spread over a variety of items, right? But So the by far best move you can do is if anyone can threaten it, just let's just sh share the profits, right? And then this game, this design it turns into a design where just let's select uh, the the most powerful few alliance in the game and give them money. In my eye anyway. No, so, but it, it's important to remember, it's not just the most powerful alliances, right? It, 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 it's as you said multiple times, it's anybody that can threaten the structures is also usually given a hello, how are you doing? Um, because if the wealth is not shared, the wealth is eventually lost, right? Yeah, so by power, just assume that I mean anyone that we can. So there's a threshold, right? Let's let's give everyone. Right, but 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 what 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 you're money. saying is that it needs to be the wealth needs to be shared based on what? Because it's currently shared based on military power. Right, right now, right now, I don't think this fountain should exist. I don't think like this is not a good way to provide people money. What part of the if, fountain? If the plex or the trade part or no, the like, CCP changed it so that any taxes from the sale or trade of plex injectors went solely to CCP and left everything else as is, the TTT would not be an issue. It would still make money, but it wouldn't be at such a scale that when shared, it was still amounts that put all of the groups that basically managed to scrap, like ram enough F1 monkeys into a single area to basically get their cut, this advantage over everyone else in the game. I don't think you realize how much non-plex trade goes through the towers. Like, it, it, like plex trade is not, you know... If you want to release a nice little spreadsheet that shows all the numbers, be my guest. Until then, I'm going to work with the numbers that are publicly available that show me that a huge portion of that income is coming from plex and injectors. Sure. It used to be that way. I don't think it's that way anymore. It takes, it takes a while now for that to grow. People grow trust in a structure... Once it's been there for a while, uh, the, and they start to start to do other things. And if you look, Perimeter Trade Tower has a lot of different merchandise on there. But I agree with you. When it was done before, it was 
pretty much RMT materials, which are injectors and especially Plex. Well, back when it was the Fortizar system before the, the tower went up, it was entirely Plex related, right? Because that was the only item which you could realistic, like you, you, you had Plex vaults back then. So you could, it was okay if the structure died and you were just concerned with your very, very short-term profit in terms of um, your, your trade situation. Yeah. What I've been buying moon goo and compressed ore and, on my perimeter alt recently, I've seen m- much more of it being sold in the Keepstar rather than Cheetah four four recently. Yeah, and well, we have full. I wouldn't say we have full control. But we have all of the lower value, higher density um, industrial material is significantly higher traded through the TTT than Cheetah. Like m- minerals like titanium, pyrite, that kind of stuff. TTT, when you get into the smaller stuff like Zydrine Megasite, it's much more GETA heavy because people are still comfortable bringing um, DSTs and such through the gates, uh, I guess. I'm not sure exactly why. Uh, but And usually what you see is the people who want to buy these materials to go take them to produce with them usually prefer to buy a TTT, and our trade volume is significantly higher on those materials than GETA because right. nobody wants to add in the extra step of going into GETA and then going out of GETA with those materials. Yeah, I just go with whichever is uh, I can get it cheaper in. I was just going to give a, a real-world example as well when we're talking about monopolies. I mean, um, if you consider companies like Apple, Google, and Facebook, if you create a technology company that could even potentially begin to rival them, they will buy you out immediately and assimilate you. I mean, Apple buys a company easily once every three weeks. So I don't think it's uh, that far from the real world to say that if a military power becomes big enough to be a threat to the TTT, they will be assimilated into the TTT program. I mean, that happens in real life for companies, you know, regularly. Sure. Well, I mean, it's very obvious, you know, as the leaked, or I leaked the snuff conversation regarding our agreement, right? Um, and I think everyone is well aware that snuff is not the only person that the TTT pays for additional security assistance and to remove um, how would you put it? them as a potential threat in the future. Yeah, possibly. exactly, right? Yeah. The, the building of re- rebel ties, I guess you could say, or something. Um, and, you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, I'm just... I'm doing what I can to prov- continue to provide a stable and secure facility, and I understand people may not like the methods, but they are what they are. Just a humble man. Trying to make my your choices. Blame the mechanics that make such a situation both possible and the optimal solution. But those mechanics are always going to be possible, right? It's human nature to want security and safety. It's not like it's some crazy thing where people are like, well, I'd much rather trade over at this you know, structure that's likely going to be dead in two weeks. You oh, know they're going to choose the one that's... I, I, I don't it's get an argument from human nature. Why are we fighting in this game? If the human nature, like, why don't we just... Like, Competition is human nature, Omeka. I can assure you that no, one. No, cooperation okay, is human nature. Turns out, but you just argued cooperation. Like you just argued, like coming together and like creating this consortium is human nature, right? I think you need a history book or two. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I just, I just think like our, our moving from IRL or human nature is just useless because you could argue human nature is competition. You could argue human nature is cooperation. It's just what we need is a game that fosters conflict. What what I'm saying is that people are going to take whatever game you give them and they are going to adapt their psychological patterns into that game. That is why you have... As a game designer, you take that into account. You take 
like you you under like you operate within that factor. The reason the reason you don't see fighting at the TTT, I was in test when that fighting went down. Everyone hated it because it's the same tie dye, the same module in and like unresponsiveness that you get in M two. Except instead of killing Titans, which is you know kind of cool, you're killing Feroxes, which you can do literally anywhere in the game, and you can do in not. Consider boredom a byproduct that is inherently unfun, unpleasant for everyone involved, and as a result, there's this massive drive to ensure that as little fighting on that scale ever occurs, because you know that your members will burn out, your FCs will burn out, and you don't want to be there anyway. And that's the problem that drives all of that diplomacy, all of that effort to ensure that non-competitiveness. Like, yes, stability gets you a little more money. But at the end of the day, particularly at the start, it was about securing that plex market and not having to suffer through that mechanic. See, I don't think, I mean, I don't think everything comes down to joy of muscle, having... Right? It's the fact that, that actual goons or mobsters and wise guys can basically go into Wall Street or big banks or big Walmarts and actually do the same type of racketeering that they can with a mom and pop shop. That's silly. That is a problem. And I don't think that that should be possible at all. I think it's, the, the whole war mechanic is just ridiculous in high sec. I think the competition between structures in high sec should fundamentally be based on actual financial and market-related things. All they did with that war mechanic was balance it for combat. Like it's not balanced for like any kind of reality in in the universe. It doesn't make any sense. I won't go. Um, I think I think there's actually a a much better. I think Sawyer in chat just asked a perfect question for you, Murray. What if what if you own the TT? What would you do different? Do anything different, and that's the problem. Okay, so running the optimal solution based on the game mechanics available, which. Isn't it like shows that the problem is the mechanics themselves, not the people involved? But that's so what, it, right. What mechanical change would you make? There's a couple of options. I don't claim to have all the data to tell you which one is best because I do not work at right. CC. You just kill the offshoring, and I think you'll. Yeah. Option one is changing the way the taxes are set up so that you can actually undercut again. Because a huge disincentive to doing any sort of competitive action right now is there's no way to actually undercut the TTT. At best, you can do the same. So you can't offer a riskier, cheaper alternative since the TTT is set at the minimum market rate. Another one is the question of why there's a Keepstar in HiSec at all. Why wow. M would allow Keepstar. You, you can't go back. You, you can't turn the clock back on the Keepstar and HiSec thing. As much as I agree with your assessment there, like, that would i understand i'm the one arguing this position so it doesn't... yeah i i understand why you say that and i agree and i don't think that would be my first choice but it is a a thing the third is the option i mentioned before removing the tax return that players get whenever plex or injectors are traded in their citadels i don't know the exact numbers but my suspicion is that cuts the numbers down to a much more reasonable trade-out in terms of ISK made by various partners in the TTT compared to the amount of PVP content that the TTT generates. By the way, uh, Brisk is out there. This is an open forum. It's open to public if you guys want to come in. It's an open discussion, so you're welcome to come in. Uh, Just kill the offshoring and then find other ways for people. So what do you mean by offshoring? 
by the tax difference between uh, NPC there, and uh, okay. So and, you, you say kill the tax difference between NPC and and soft yes. in structures, but and they, then find other ways to make markets slightly meaningful or create like to 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 emphasize conflict between markets and then taxes so that running a manufacturing citadel could actually be a profitable venture in terms of like getting people to build there versus like you've admitted this like the industry taxes which everyone knows make almost no money the money comes from when people are trading in those citadels or trading in the correct like I, I run the most active sodio in the game and it makes literally nothing like you know oh, that's that's a very yeah. easy makes player citadels still still something that would be relevant but not necessarily with them making all their money from the market side and by the way you guys all have your regional markets which you already generate a lot of money so the market gameplay is available to you in nonsec and you provide a lot of value there because the location is yours and then the only place i can trade in that location is your citadel so i will do that and you will earn your alliance taxes and everything so it's this is just additive uh, uh free check free money for biggest uh comp consortium in the game so the I, is, it's just the, when you ask what would you do would you do it's like it's assuming the thing is beneficial and can be improved but if i'm arguing that it's just not necessary even for this money well, so to... what you're saying is you want to take something out which in this case you say you want to take out the tax difference between and NPC then give and... it to yeah take that income from you and give it to low sec people give it to other people who need it because in my book every isk in the game that's generated and sunk is uh, related to each other but, but then i'm just going to go to low sec and take their fucking pie like it, it, sure. it doesn't... <laughs> if, if that bully, creates really. conflict do that because this doesn't this is, that this, is, this, is, this is this is envy socialism and it's bullshit, right? This is just, this I is like just it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not socialism. Man, man after my it's own not, heart. Like, look, redistribution. The real life. This game is about the real the life capitalism. It it's it kills conflict. The Amazons, the Facebooks, like what, we do, have do five want, biggest five big companies in the world. Do, we do have five biggest. Equal, we have five calories? big companies in the world that kill, kill, stifles all the other competition. You guys talk about competition, talk about PvP, talk about conflict. This is a PvP game, right? And then, and then you argue like uh, for a, for big consortiums of and and the situation of no competition and no mm -hmm. PvP, and you think that you argue that it's good. You're talking, about book, you're, you're talking about I'm not talking about wealth you're talking about CCP doing wealth distribution. That's I'm not talking about wealth distribution. CCP is already CCP is already giving money. State solutions I'm talking about imagine CCP is handing out money to TTT. I'm not talking about taking from the rich and giving to people. I'm talking about stop handing over money to billionaires. Right? You did just say that. You said that, and, and the isk sunk out should be paid out to the poor. Yeah, like, exactly. Literally socialism, like, you are. No, no. And, and I'm no, fine with that in real life. You just manipulate it in no, my one at a time. It's definitely so we can not this. socialism. I'm yes, it like, it's, it's, it's giving it's money definition. to billionaires. I'm selling, I'm saying, look, look, you let's not give. Wait, look, one at a time. It. Yes. Right. I'm going to start force. muting you guys so you guys can talk one at a time. CCP is giving money to free money to TTT. No, they're not. 
They Ray are. is taking it with force. That's competition. That's CCP, the whole by game design, giving free no. money to the biggest consortium in the game. By no, game no, no, design. The biggest, the biggest dog will always win. It's just yes. how, how, how big is the dog and how many are participating in it. It doesn't it's see them. You're CCP doesn't. The okay, game. then why why don't CCP just give like ten biggest alliances, uh, ten trillion in the game a month, right? Okay. I was it's, I was being quiet. I was being quiet while you were ranting. Could I please allow be be allowed to have a few seconds where I? You got to ask me, and the answer is no. You can't. Everything you and everything he wasn't ranting. Said, he was talking. So. And, we got to wrap it up. I was waiting until he he completely. No, you weren't waiting. You were all over him like I'm all over you right now. Like you were all over him. You, you guys were all over each other. So this is what we'll do. I've, li I've literally been muted for a few minutes. I have. Uh, this is what we'll do, Omecas. Caleb. Go ahead, get your point out. Omeka, you can rebuttal, and then we're going to bring this to an end. Go ahead. Everything he, he basically has been saying is basically bringing in some sort of CCP-controlled socialism where people should get stuff from CCP and rich people should not be able to get rich. That's all I've heard. He's basically saying that Vili is getting this for free from CCP, from game design. Trust me, it's not been free. It's not free at all. There's massive liabilities. There's huge risk. There's skin in the game. This is what everything EVE is about. I, I have, I've said this already. Sure, there are aspects of what people have been saying that I kind of agree with. And in my end level, it should be practically impossible to use this monopoly of force in a policed area that's supposed to be civil, right? And the other one is eventually I would also remove all RMT items, so Plex and stuff like that. But I want all the other stuff to be only on player structures. I want all other stuff than RMT to be on the TTC right. and other structures like that, because it needs to be me fighting Vili, not Vili fighting CCP. Got it. Okay, Omeka, so your rebuttal on that. This is not at all about socialism. It's more about let's not give billions to billionaires because there's you. You say there is risk. I think there is maybe like one hundred or fifty trillion that that's money being made, and as opposed to that, like maybe there is one trillion. Uh, investment that's at risk, or maybe it's it's just a kickstart, and maybe organization. Okay, there is some level of organization, but it's not it's not it's not at the level where it deserves hundreds of trillions of CCP CCP sink going to this place that creates no conflict and that invites everyone who can threaten it into the consortium. So it's it's not about like let's take from the rich. And give from the give from the poor. It's more about look. Why are we giving the rich even more money instead of we're distributing them in a way that creates fun in the game, actual fun and conflict and explosions. What you don't understand, just... what you really don't understand, is the fact that the day that really can't use actual fleets in high sec to to crush someone like me. And the day that the Plex moves to CCP, so you can't only live by that single item type monopoly and, and, and compete on endless bottom prices, there is no way that he's going to be able to keep a monopoly because it's not going to be possible because there's going to be people like myself that will be able to actually get in there and do structures in a meaningful way. And then it becomes a, a competition on who can provide the best services, who can actually mm, do the number crunching better, who's got the most industrialist contacts, who's got the most money. Then it's no longer the whole cartel dominating everything. Sure, then you, I have... then you get every everyone is capable of getting in. Of course, the barrier of entry is high to compete with someone like Willie. You need trillions, 
but I can definitely gather people around me that will have enough trillions to compete with that, at least if it's no longer the three biggest entities. So far, the competition has happened. If there's a better game design, which can arise the competition and conflict, I'm all for it. I've been all for it for, for this conversation. It just didn't happen. If it didn't happen, I don't see why we keep, like CCP keeps giving more and more money to this thing. If, if there's a better game design, please CCP do it. If there is not, not a better game design yet, then there is no reason for the send out to keep happening uh, again and again every month. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's not given a, a, enough of priority. They're kind of just leaving it there. And that's unfortunate. There's not enough imagination goes into it. I think they don't want to touch it. They consider it secondary gameplay. It just supports the primary gameplay in their opinion. Uh, but a lot of us are here and a lot of publicity comes out of the secondary gameplay. I mean, how many stories have you heard about uh, the market? You see uh, the CEO of CCP Hillmar talking about the intricacies of the market. Now, much attention is given to the market. Uh, <clears throat> And this kind of stuff, you know, uh, I like the idea that diplomacy has a big role to play. That's really what's holding this whole thing together. But uh, diplomacy depends on all that strength behind it, which means only an exclusive group of people can do something like the Tranquility Trade Tower. So yeah, then it's a gang war. And that's fine in, in, in the outskirts where, where there might not be as much law and order. Of course, you should have gangster-like business. That's fine. I love that. I, I'm a huge fan. Outlaw I just space. don't think that, not just outlaw space, but when you're talking about space that's a little bit further from the trade hubs, I'm just saying that the, the civilized space that's supposed to be uh, the main streets of a city where all the, the, the big companies and the lawyer firms and uh, and the banks and, and the stock exchanges are, you shouldn't have mobsters strong-arming bankers. It just right. doesn't make sense. The, the point is that I'm saying those type of big boys play right should not be handled with with uh with demolition teams it's it should be handled with bankruptcy teams right you 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 make your opponent go bankrupt just like well actually the goon cabal made my ipo uh, uh <laughs> investment fund go bankrupt because they kept crushing me on the market market that's PVP. the type of yeah, market PvP. These things are, are an actual thing in this game. I know that many people have not actually looked into it, but it's really fun when you do it. And I would love to compete with something like TTC without it being based yeah. on who's got the most fighter pilots. And last word on this, I think the Keepstars, the Skyscrapers should be downtown. They shouldn't be in Farmville, USA, right? Like, I'm from a rural area where I grew up and we didn't have a skyscraper in the middle of fields. Like, that's, that's not what you have. You got to go to a city where the resources are, where the people are. That's where you build your big buildings. So Keepstar in Empire Space makes total sense. That's it. We're way over. Thank you guys for coming around. Thanks uh, for watching us. I want to thank especially Olmeca for visiting us again. Uh, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always always a pleasure. You're always welcome. Uh, Caleb, Billy, uh, all the guys that were here earlier. And, of course, Oz for putting together the interview with CCP that uh, gave us this reaction stream that was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for watching. And uh, there won't be uh, talking in stations today for, uh, for the day. We'll just rerun this, maybe take some excerpts and put that up today. And then we'll see you again tomorrow on Talking in Stations. Bye, guys.